0: And welcome to the Mana Pool. This is episode two ninety-nine of the Mana Pool. Oh dear. You are correct, sirs. And we are brought to you, as we have from day one, as always by CardShark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. Yay. Uh, so, yay. I am Chewy the lead
1: dork, and with me, as always, are some other Dorks. Dorks, sound off. Hey, I'm Brian. I would have answered by now, but I guess someone's got me under a blind blind obedience. That would probably be my wife, Carrie. Um, (laughs) I am not the lead dork. I am the lead rambler. And that means I talk a lot, and I talk more than usual during previews. And it's always previews because they're always putting out something new. I think they're going to produce a whole new 500-card set. You know, They'll be released in December, and the theme will be mongooses yeah let's say mongooses mongoose so. Mongo- is it like mo- but it's like it's moose you know and mo- the plural of moose is moose so wow. mongoose
0: so mongoose yeah yes what's what's the collective noun for mongoose does anyone know no damn
2: yeah. it. no will Next. this seems important stupid ferrets <laughs> i did not say ferret all right um i'm mike i'm the rules guy and the game lore guy and um uh, my prediction is that in the future, you know, the the constant pre-release season will eventually result in just a new 20 card set being released every week. That's where we'll end up in the grim darkness of the far future.
1: <laughs> so if it's released every week, then would they do a week of previews for the set it was coming out in two weeks, so then you get a week of previews for the set that was then coming out the next two because that would get really confusing, it was like, yeah because they got to
2: do they got to do the week of previews two weeks before, so then on the Monday before the set releases, they can go put, go ahead and put it all out there and then talk about that while they're doing the other previews for the next upcoming set
1: all Mark Rosewater will do <laughs> are those articles where he talks about the individual cards, and with twenty card sets, he can literally talk about every single one And yeah. he's going to be like. Hmm. <laughs> and then I guess that means me,
3: so I am Dirk, uh, blah, Dirk the <laughs> self playing greenest man alive and moral compass of the group, and the guy who apparently cannot say his name, what? and that's the wife, Chelsea, who, today has just been a really crazy day, and I have nothing witty to say other than, yeah, I'm here. Those,
1: those wow, those it's days. one of those days, huh?
3: It really is just one of we're, those we're,
1: days. We're just really lucky to have you today at all, aren't we? <laughs>
3: Well, Trevor broke our baby gate. Oh. Now what I mean by broke, I don't mean like, oh, he knocked it over, we put it back to, it. no, he was swinging, he was standing on it, and you know, it's a 3-3 with trample. <laughs> and so he was swinging on the gate, and he literally ripped, he, like, the bolts that hold this thing together, he broke it. <laughs> Stomp Powell Trampled right over. So, yeah, like, the gate, Swing like it rises up and then it swings out. Yeah. Well, he was riding it on the way out, and he literally ripped it off the hinge. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, like the hinge okay. is broken. Oh, yeah. Great. That's so that's he has been in a heap yeah. of trouble, and we,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sounds like sounds like Dark took at least three trample damage from that. So. Well, the gate the, the gate took twenty. Damn.
2: <laughs> uh, so the gate is dead. That's what <laughs> the gate is officially dead.
0: Oh, right. Well, we're joined this week...
2: Can't be regenerated.
3: (laughs) No, it cannot be regenerated.
0: Vindication! Uh, Well, they said they wanted to make the can't be regenerated, you know, not matter so much anymore. But every once in a while, one sneaks through. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, we're joined this week by a very special guest because of the bulk of the episode... It, well the bulk of the episode's gonna be about the new commander, what what, twenty thirteen? Yep. Yeah. So on Magic twenty fourteen. It's Commander yeah. twenty thirteen. And I guess like I'm I'm still wearing my twenty twelve underwear, so this is <laughs> this is just brutal all around. He really he does in check.
1: fact mean the underwear he's been wearing since Since
0: twenty twelve,
1: yeah. <laughs> An MTGO
2: out nineteen ninety three, but we'll
1: get back to that.
0: We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> But because of all the Commander stuff, we had to get somebody Commandery on because you just don't want to hear us talk all the time. I even get sick of that, and I'm me. So we brought on uh, uh, Uriah Oxford, who is the man behind the Cmdr Dex videos that you can find on YouTube and Gathering Magic and MTG Cast, and where else is it? Anywhere else? Uh,
4: primarily just those, I think. I don't know. I lose track sometimes. Well <laughs> so how's it going, yo? Uh, it's going good. Yeah, I'm excited. The new Commander, as of today, it's like, what, a week and a half, I think? So Friday uh, next week. Yep.
1: The yeah. 1st of November.
4: Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm going to get the boxes as soon as they come out and do some uh, unboxing videos. So that should be fun. Hmm. Sweet.
0: I remember you did that for the last
4: one, too, right? Yeah, I did that for the first Commander set that came out in 2011. And then also Commander's Arsenal.
1: Yay, the ours. And we were at um Mike Mike and I went to Friday Night Magic on well, Friday. And that's a story in and of itself just because um well I don't know if I should take the time to tell it really well, I guess it's really fast. So I walk I walk in there and it's like strap ten in guys minutes, what?
2: I said strap in guys.
1: I get there about I get there about ten minutes until Friday Night Magic. the standard portion is about to start and Mike's already there. And um Ben is there, and Ben is—was he Lucky's brother or cousin? I can never remember. Same thing. Relative. I I asked him one time, and he said, and he said it's Bing, not Ben. Bing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I feel bad, but so anyway, he's—he's there, and he's like, "Hey, Brian Baker." I'm like, "Yes, I'm glad you still know my name." And he's like, "Yes, you're drafting," and I'm like, "What? I'm here to test this deck for Charlotte because Star City is having an open classic series here, and it's standard." And Charlotte, and he's like, but you're drafting. And I saw that Mike's name was already on the drafting list. I'm like, then I guess I have to draft. So then we go into the draft and. Yeah, my name was on the list because there weren't enough people for the modern event to fire. Right. Just the, uh, just the standard one. So we get into the draft and I end up winning the first draft, but Mike lost in the first round. Uh, so he went to Randy because Randy was there for Lucky's card shop's first F&M since Lucky sold it to Randy and, uh, Mike actually got into the standard portion using my deck with a round one, um, buy or loss or something. So Mike played my deck. So the whole reason I started telling this story is I came up after some round in the draft to see how Mike was doing and his opponent was really mesmerized by Mike's life count, life, um, spin down counter thing. And it was from, commander's arsenal. Thank you. That was really the correct link to dramatic
0: pause, yes.
1: <laughs> so, that, in fact, that did tie back, but I did want to mention the M at some point. Um,
0: wow. We had to go
3: around our butt to get to our elbow, but we got there.
0: <laughs> so, uh, how'd the deck do? Uh, what was the deck and how'd it do, Mike? Uh,
2: the deck was uh, red-green um, monstrous ramp deck that splashed a couple white cards. And, uh, it's good. I found that out in the friendly matches that I played with Brian and one of my rounds in the event. But besides that, the deck just desperately hated me. Like I kept just drawing things in the wrong order and my mulligans just turned to crap every time. And oh, it was, it was rough.
1: I have tested it a little bit since then. And yeah, if, if you get the mana guys in the wrong order, Oh, um, Geyer's stage can be one of the best cards in the whole deck, or it can be just stupid and Mike told me at one point that he in like two rounds he didn't even draw one of them, and there's four in the deck, so it's like huh, but you also said something about you weren't sure if you were making the right decision about which hands to keep so yeah i I,
2: I still felt for most of for most of the games that I played, I still didn't feel like I knew what a good hand actually looked like
1: gotcha well, I appreciate you uh trying it out for me
2: yeah thanks for letting me borrow it
1: yeah. <clears throat> word and i have talked mike into going to charlotte with me with a uh standard deck and we went through my binder and we were talking about things that inspired him and he came up with an inspiration
2: <laughs> yeah, i decided to build a mazes end deck
0: <laughs> oh yeah
2: <laughs> So yeah, I, I spent um a better part of that evening at friday at magic trading with people and then um i you know, after I had my cup of coffee the next morning, I put it together to take to game day, because that next Saturday was game day. Um, and Saturday, I was the only magic person who walked into the shop. but you yet yeah, no, nothing happened.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I got to sit around and play the Hydra and, and bought a few things, and that was it. But thankfully, the one that he had scheduled for Sunday, eight people showed up, so we were able to do it. And I won. With Mazes in, Yeah, I won. How many? Thero's, how, Theros how game many day was... With the most Ravnica deck that ever Ravnica to Ravnica.
1: <laughs> have you, uh, <laughs> did you get a playmat for it? Yes. Sweet. And,
2: uh, I, I know we're, we're
1: here to talk about the other Commander stuff, especially since Uriah is here. I just want to ask, how many rounds was it on Sunday?
2: It was just three because there were only eight people.
1: Okay. So, sweet. Communism. <laughs> I mean, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Now I guess we should get to the other announcements that don't have anything to do with Commander.
0: Yes. So first off, they announced a the new dual decks, Jace versus Vraska, and and Jace found his comb, or he ran out of product to put in his hair. And this picture here, and Vraska is, has snaky hair, whatever.
1: She has snake hair, and she's got some statues around her, which is kind of nice because she's a Gorgon, so it's nice to see that. Notice how Jace is not looking directly at her. He's looking at her feet, which I guess doesn't turn you into stone. It is weird how his face
2: looks
1: looks different than it has in previous iterations. And I think – and have the lines on his face always been white, or is this all an effect of being the living guild pact?
2: It's always been white paint, Yeah. whatever okay.
1: it is. Okay. I guess it just looks so different. It throws me off. But his hair was spikier before, was and sad. now –
0: He found his comb or ran out of product.
1: He's got to look respectable. <laughs>
0: or, like, so, maybe his mom made him comb it. Jeez, mom. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I think, I think Brian has something. He's got a job where he has to dress up and look nice now. <laughs> he's got to, he's got to show up for work every day. So
1: it'll be interesting to, to see how they play out. I mean, Jace, um, I, I just want to say when we were, when we were, um, covering these two cards for previews when Return to Ravnica was coming out and Braska was so much higher than Jace and Jace was going for less than $20. I said, and I quote, this is not right. And here we are a year later, and I think I have been proven correct. So, um, And I still feel like Jace, not only is he very good in standard, and mono blue decks just love him, but he's really one of the best planeswalkers for commander and for multiplayer because of the way his abilities actually work, especially that first one and the uh, the limit break. So, good to see it.
0: Yeah, whatever yeah. you said, I wasn't actually looking for it. Uh, I said,
1: you're, you're trading me all of your good stuff.
0: Right, right, I thought that was, I thought I traded it to Mike and then Mike traded it to you. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. So yeah, that comes out, uh, way, way, way ahead in March, March 14th. And then online in May. So yeah, feel free to forget about it for a very long time until they randomly throw some stuff at us. And then we'll be like, did we talk about this? Hey, notice it says languages available English and Japanese. Have they have they done that for all of
1: them?
2: For a while. Okay. I think the yeah, first I, think so. I don't know if the first one was Chase vs. Chandra or if it was just that sticks out because it had alternate art for the Japanese
1: printing. Yeah. Is this the first dual deck with the planeswalkers to be a repeat planeswalker? I think it might be.
0: I think so.
2: Eh, yeah. Really matters, I, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's not technically a repeat. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I when, mean, when when, when I saw it, I was like, oh, dual decks. Not is it versus Golgari.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, he may not be red, like red blue. It may just be mono blue. Well, yeah, for sure it is.
2: Your face is mono
1: red blue. Vintage.
0: Nope. Vintage. My face is vintage. <laughs> so, what about vintage? Cause I know nothing about this.
1: Well, uh, vintage is a format where you can play almost any card. It's one of the eternal formats and it's, um, is it vintage or legacy, where everything is allowed, but some almost everything is allowed, but things are restricted? Okay. Vintage. Uh including the Power Nine, and as a result of that, they are bringing vintage to Magic online, and the kind of the same way they they quote unquote brought um, something like Modern Masters, where they wanted to well, before Modern Masters, what were the online only sets? Masters edition. Uh, Masters edition thank you and they had three of those and that the whole goal well, of those who knows. there were three and the whole the whole goal of that was to release some of these cards that hadn't been released before especially in larger quantities online so that people could use magic online for testing uh, so you could draft some of these older cards too and now we yeah, like have that's,
2: that's where the supply of force of wills on magic online came from
1: yes and now we have vintage masters. The pre release events will be june thirteenth through sixteenth, twenty fourteen, and the release date will be the sixteenth of june twenty fourteen. And uh first of all, what is the MSRP? The MSRP is I believe six ninety nine per booster. Yeah. And what comes in every booster? Ten commons, three uncommons, one rare or mythic rare, and instead of a land, you get a foil card. Or a power nine card. Maybe one of the first times in history you're like, Oh, it's a foil. That's too bad. <laughs> Including, and they mentioned this, there's a possibility the foil card could be a foil power nine card, which somebody is just going to go, yeah, it's going to be the equivalent of opening like the, the Tarmagoif in modern masters. Um, anybody that doesn't know, anybody that doesn't know what the power nine are, the power nine are, uh nine cards from Alpha, Alpha Beta, and Unlimited that are considered nine of the most powerful cards in the game. They were so powerful they were recognized as such as such at the very beginning of the game, and they are just iconic. There's a question as far as like whether Time Twister is really crazy. it's really really, really really, really good in the right format. And in the right deck, is it as crazy as the others? Who knows? But there's no question as far as these others. Nobody ever sits around and says, is Ancestral Recall really that good? Eh. Without somebody punching them in the face, you know? I
0: mean, it's, it's alright. So. I mean, you gotta pay mana for it, so that sucks.
4: <laughs> I played in Commander. But you <laughs> play it in Commander?
0: And, I would. I mean, it. well,
4: I guess you could, legal. but
0: is it, is it legal?
4: No. no, it's not legal. Uh-huh. Time
0: Twister's the only one that's legal in Commander. Right. I'm yeah. with the off-color cast. Oh, I miss those guys. Uh I think we should unban Mox Ruby in Commander.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah, so that's coming out, and you'll be able to draft it, which, depending on what all's in the set, could be really interesting. I'm curious to see how much it differentiates from, like, drafting... The cube that they've got right now, I'm not at all saying they're going to be the same thing. But as far as, like, power level, uh, is it just really going to be the best possible cards from some of these earlier sets? Or is it going to be a wide variety? Yeah, how's it going to work? So we're really too far out now. We're talking about literally, like, eight months out. So we'll have to see uh what's in it. Eight months. Eight months. Yeah. yeah. If I and got that, that, there pregnant was...
0: right now, it's possible I could have my kid by the time that that popped out.
1: Welcome to the world. Grab a laptop. Right now. Quick. he needs a new Dirk. Black Lotus. No, not Dirk.
0: Dirk's married. Quick, Brian. No, damn it, Brian. Oh. Mike, get me pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I messed that all up. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, by the way, uh for various, I think, legal and contractual reasons, they had to put new art on the Power Nine. And they they most of these I think have been around for a while. I know all the Moxes
1: have. These were all given out as extended arts for uh vintage championships.
2: Yeah, the vintage world champions.
1: I believe that was at least the Moxes, and I've seen that Black Lotus art before. And I know I've seen that time walk
2: art before. I know yeah. I have.
0: Yeah, that time walk and, art and,
2: is really sweet. And the time twister. They also used them in the online cube.
0: Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't recognize the ancestral recall.
2: I don't know if I've seen it before.
0: But these are super sweet. I highly recommend everyone go click the link just to look at these.
2: They are so pretty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway.
2: Yeah, I think the thing with the art has to do with, like, the different way they would handle, um, uh, paying the artists and, and, and handling the, the rights to certain things. Like, some of it also had to do with stock options and, you know, rights. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just know it was weird and definitely different than they would ever consider doing it nowadays
1: so that's Vintage Masters coming to MTGO near you 2014 which means by the time we even get to this we will have been through all of Theros block I don't mean like Theros I mean like Theros born of the gods return to Nyx so we'll be plenty distracted and then kind of like with the dual decks they'll be like oh and we're doing this and we'll be like oh yeah that's great So, but I'm sure that there are some people that play, I used to play more magic online now, obviously I don't have time to, but there's some people that this is going to be like the best news they've heard all year, because they play heavily online and they want a chance to do this, so good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, enough of all of that. Yes, now we've got more paper magic to talk about. Yeah, so, uh, the real news here is that today, Sheldon
0: Minnery wrote about one of Uriah's decks. It's true. Is it weird yeah. to have your, your deck list, like talked about not on a video? Cause that's, that weirded me out.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was the first time this ever happened where, where even like anyone else talking about my deck list, when I talk about my own deck list, you know, I know what's going on and I can talk about it and, you know, discuss interactions. It was, it was interesting to have someone else like take a look at it and critique it and say, oh, well, I guess this looks good and this doesn't look so good. And that was a nice little experiment. It was, I I want to like have them look at all my decks now, really. Like. I just do an entire <laughs> month-long series of all my decks. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah.
0: That would be pretty sweet. And then after that, he can do Mike's. Yay. Yay. <laughs> this sucks. This deck sucks. <laughs> Why is this idiot playing this crap?
1: I need to do some decks for uh, CMDR decks because I've seen Chewy's videos and I've seen Mike's videos. And I've always said, I want to be able to do that. And for a long time, once again, I didn't have time. I didn't have... Uh, I didn't have any sort of setup like for the background or anything. And now I, Mike will tell you, I finally caved in and got a play mat. Everybody else had a play mat. So I had to buy one to get to be cool. And so maybe I'll start doing that after, um, after the dust settles after, after the Charlotte tournament and after some family trips, maybe I'll actually do some. Cause I'm also looking for an excuse to actually work on my commander decks and like go through them and revise them. So
4: yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be happy to host those and have those up
0: there.
1: I'll uh I'll see what I can do.
0: Word? If you need
1: uh a camera or anything, let me know. Scott's got a good one or you know, iPhone. I've got the um <laughs> I've got the um uh, camera oh, that I used for the birthday party. Oh, okay. We'll have yeah. that later. Um so right, there the link to
0: Sheldon talking about Uriah's eight and a half tails deck is in the show notes. Hopefully I remember to put that in the show notes. And so let's get to it. Yes.
2: Oh,
1: uh, Lord. How do we want to do this? They gave Let, us Let's let's just start at the top and work our way down. Mention any We have to cover the new cards. Okay, wait. Men- wait. You're
0: you're talking about the card image gallery. Yes. Screw that. There's way too many cards. Let's
1: That's uh it. Well, I just feel like if we go through the card list, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we might miss,
0: which will be fine because there's 500 cards here. So, I think I think it'll be alright <laughs> if we miss a few.
1: Oh.
2: Okay. I can barely read and pay attention to a commander list. I don't, yeah, and, I guess the, and, 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 and the new cards, the problem, the problem, the problem with, with the commander deck lists is that because these things aren't in gatherer yet, uh, all of the, all the links to the new stuff are dead yeah. and the images won't pop up.
1: Well, and the, and the images for the old stuff still show the old art. Like I love the new crawlspace
2: art, but it's showing the Urza's version. So, I'll just keep so switching. It'll actually be almost, well, a massive pain in the butt to talk about any of the new stuff as we come across them in the deck lists.
0: But, okay. The point of going through the deck list rather than just looking at all the cards by their color is that you don't get a feel for the deck itself, and that's what we're buying here is the, the, the decks. If we just go through the individual cards, I, personally, I don't really give a crap. I'm like, oh look,
2: Azorius Herald,
0: whatever. You know?
2: <laughs> so I didn't, so, so I guess I didn't get the point of what you were trying to do here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to look at the, the decks, cause we have them. We've got okay. them all here.
2: And not actually talk about the new stuff.
0: Well, I mean, any new stuff we haven't already talked about, we can go track down. They'll be alright.
2: And waste time doing so. Okay, yes. we'll see how this goes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll figure it out. It'll, it'll all be okay. I think, I think it'll all be okay. We've done this before. We'll be alright. Somebody, I we already- we pre-planned this, guys, really, right? I lost the right? link to the card image gallery, and I can't find the chat.
1: Uh, X Where is I will, I our freaking
0: chat? There's our chat.
1: Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. don't know. That's card image gallery. You, you still got the link up for the, uh, deck list? Yeah. Okay. Okay, now here's another question. Wizards. Wizards. For god's sake.
0: You see how Commander 2013 edition card image gallery, blah blah blah, white, blue, black, red, green, multicolored artifact land, all cards? There needs to be another link there that says, new stuff! <laughs> Damn it, man! <laughs> mm. So we can click to just see the new stuff. And maybe yet another one that says cards with new art. Really? Make this easy on us, man.
1: <laughs> they are out to make us suffer.
0: People are killing me. No one cares about old cards when we there's new cards to be seen.
1: Come on, man. But okay, so what's the first one? Looks like the first one is... The first one the Esper deck. Esper deck. Eternal Bargain. And the commander <laughs> that it comes with is Olero, ascetic he's the one that we talked about last time where he gains life, whether he's in play or in the command zone, which I just love the design of that. We spent a lot of time talking about him last time, so Uriah, because we have talked about some of this before, don't wait for permission to say anything, just kind of yell out your comments. Jump, so jump we'll, right in, man. We'll, we'll get
2: quiet for you.
1: Okay. We'll- I, was, I was listening to your uh, one last week with
4: uh, Bruce just to get a feel of what you guys were talking about before, so I heard a lot of that, so that was, that was good to catch up on. Uh, can we talk that about real really... quick how, uh, with these new decks, all five of the decks, there are some shared cards, which I think are pretty important to point out real quick. Yep. Uh, we get, we get Soul Ring back, <coughs> and then uh-huh. instead of, uh, Lightning Greaves, they give us Swiftfoot Boots in all five, which I think is nice.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And then we have some shared lands. They're putting Command Tower back in all five, which surprised me. I thought that when they spoiled Opal Palace, we were not going to get Command Tower for some reason. So I'm really happy that that's back.
1: But now we have both, and both yeah. are in all,
4: all, all five decks, right? Yeah, all, all five have uh, both those lands. I think it's cool. I like Opal Palace. I don't think it's going to go in as many decks as Command Tower did. And Command Tower didn't even go in all of them anyway. Um, but I think that they're both going to be pretty good
1: together. Did we uh, did
0: we talk about Opal Palace last week?
1: We did not talk about Opal Palace last week, because it no. for whatever reason it was not in the spoiler at that time. Okay, we should hit that
0: real quick. So, it taps for colorless. Hey, look at that. Or, for a colorless and tap, you can add to your mana pool one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. That's pretty standard. If you spend this mana to cast your commander, it enters the battlefield with a number of plus one, plus one counters on it, Equal to the number of times it's been cast from the command zone in this game, so what you're getting is a benefit for the commander tax
1: right or is well and essentially you get one plus one plus one counter for the very first time because this is the first time it's been cast, and then time after that, like if they kill it or whatever, it goes back like like chewie said, um, then every time after that it gets an additional plus one plus one counter on top of that. But it is worth noting that even if it's not been killed before, you still get the plus one plus one counter, that first one. But this, it's kind of an, it kind of creates an interesting tension when you're everybody else. You're looking at it, they've got their commander out, and you're like, I can kill it now, but every time I kill it, It's going to be a bigger problem for me in the future, and especially if it's a commander where it's designed to come in and fight, like Scion of the Ur-Dragon, for example, where it's not just there to to be there, but it's there to actually get in and, and deal the commander damage. Those are going to start adding up, and it's going to become a bigger and bigger problem, quite literally. So. Yeah, I think that's oh, the most it, important part of Opal Palace is
4: the commanders that are need to get into the red zone and want to kill with commander damage. That's mm-hmm. probably the decks you're going to see
2: these most is, is where you want to get those in and uh, get to the well, yeah, possible. For so many of them, it makes an entire turn's worth of difference.
1: It does. Yeah, it to kill someone. Whereas if you're talking about something like,
2: uh, Mary Kay Brewett,
1: she is, if she's attacking, Something really weird is going on here. And so that yep. deck is not necessarily gonna want to play this unless you're just playing it for the fixing.
0: Yeah. What um what's the oh crap. Imagine this in an Isamaru deck. How cool would that be?
2: That'd be really cool.
0: I don't know if it'd be useful, but it'd be cool. <laughs> oh,
2: it'd be very useful.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm just gonna play Smart on wow. turn one and get to the plus one plus one counter though. That'd be the only drawback.
0: Oh.
4: You have to Aww. wait till the next turn.
0: No, I'm sad. Thanks for killing it for me,
1: <laughs> But then you get a stack
2: for mana on turn one though. You can want to play a bunch the, of lotus petals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well then, it, it no. does I mean you you can still play him on turn one, but then after he gets killed, the next time you play him, he'll be a four four, and that's awesome.
1: Turn one, you play a planes yes. and you and you play Isamaru. Turn two you play the Opal Palace and you tap out to play a um spawning pool. Hmm. Yes, that's exactly what you do with Isamaru. What I don't know. But then you start sacking it to the spawning pool,
2: and... anyway, and you've just ruined the point of the Isamaru deck.
0: Going back to cards in, in all the the, the decks, yes. I noticed there's yes. a, uh, a Rupture Spire and a Temple of the False God in all the decks.
1: And that's about right. That
0: makes me happy.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's going to make the temples... Um, value fall a little bit because it's one of the most sought after lands in the commander deck and commander in general because it's just really? so good. Temple of the False God, yeah.
0: yeah, the one that makes from onslaught block.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Scourge.
4: See, I don't pay yeah, attention. It was after those?
1: Was it I really all that I much to
4: st- begin with? I mean, it was it was uncommon. I, I don't imagine it was more than just a buck or two.
1: It's an uh, it's an uncommon. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little higher than that just because you know, there's some uncommons that really get up there. And from older sets, like you think about things like Aether Vile and like um, – That's a bit different. Yeah, that's – yeah. I know. I'm just saying that the fact that it's uncommon is not – especially if it hasn't been reprinted a lot, doesn't affect the value a whole lot. But it has been reprinted in Commander decks and Plane Chase before. Um, but it's still one of those things that goes into so many Commander decks. That's true. So. Do do. Do all of them have Evolving Wilds? I don't think so. Yeah, so I guess it's seven
4: cards. So, yeah, Evolving Wilds.
1: Oh, because they don't all have terraforming Expanse. No. You know, it's almost strange to be covering this product right now, right on the heels of Theros. Because Ravnica was all... Play all these colors. And then Theros is like, play one, maybe two colors. And now it's like, play all three colors. Get greedy. So, I realize this isn't a set in and of itself, but it's kind of an interesting contrast. Your
0: face is contrast. Shut up.
1: It's also vintage. <laughs> right.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: Yeah, it look, looks like you, you can buy plenty of Temples of the False God for a dollar. So I was wrong. Um, So what's in this, this first here deck that makes this really interesting? Uh, it's got lots of life gain. You can see that through several of these cards. And that seems to be obviously one of the big things with this guy is getting life and using it for things.
2: Plenty of stuff to spend it on.
1: Plenty of stuff to spend it on. I'm looking at Greed in particular and... I am trying to pull it up in the card image gallery. Since they put every card in here, it's a lot harder to find anything. But um, yeah, that's an awesome new art for greed. That is really awesome art for greed.
0: Is he vomiting gold coins?
1: He's vomiting yeah. gold coins. That's
0: pretty freaking funny. We gotta hide him from you know security guards. Or Scrooge McDuck. You know he might come try to take <laughs> a header into him. That's a problem. <laughs> i always loved Greed. For those that don't know, because uh, it's kind of old, I don't know the last time it was reprinted, but no one ever played it. I think
2: it, it was 7th edition.
0: Wow. Uh Greed is an enchantment for three and a black, and you pay a black and two life to draw a card.
1: It's like the fixed necropotence, and not like Yagumoth's bargain was the fixed one with quotation marks. <laughs> uh This was actually, you know, okay, this is safe to actually print.
0: And so safe uh, that no
1: one cared anymore. <laughs> And that's what happens when you make
2: safe... This was printed before Necro. Was yeah. it? What? Yeah, it's from Legends.
1: It's, I didn't what? know that. I thought it was from I didn't like, know
2: that either. Wow. See, we it all is... learned something here today. Well, let me make sure, just in case I'm telling a lie. Yeah, well, was then maybe
1: buttons. Mike learned something.
2: Oh, no, Uriah
0: backed him up. I'll take both of them over nothing. Okay, well... Yep, it was printed and in Legends.
1: Then I guess Necro was the fixed version of Creed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, mine must be from... I don't see Chronicles on here. No, it was...
2: Mine must be from 4th. That's weird. I think it might have also been printed in 5th. I don't know.
0: It says 4th, 6th, 7th, and Legends. Oh, so I, I guess my copies are from 4th edition.
1: But for a more modern perspective, of course, you know, we do have Erebus, God of the Dead, where he costs 4, and his ability is essentially like this, except you pay 1 and a black, and two life to draw a card, so it's more expensive to do. Oh, and there's also, also better stuff. What?
2: Yeah, there's also better stuff.
1: Yeah, he doesn't let opponents gain any life, and he can turn into a huge, you know, godlike creature. Actually, god creature. So huh. I'm not saying it's the same, but I'm saying for the card draw effect, if you want something more recent than, um, let's see, the, the listeners may have played with. So there's that. So yeah, you've got ways to spend the life like that. Wow, and there's like Marrow Bats, Phyrexian Delver,
2: Phyrexian Gargantua. Lots of Phyrexians. I should start playing with Phyrexian Gargantua again, he's good.
0: You should, I love that guy. What does he pay for life, two life and draw two cards?
2: And he costs, oh here he he is, he costs six six. for four.
0: Six for four, four, draw two cards, lose two life. You know, I've got a set of these in like three decks, you think I freaking know.
1: (laughs) Well of Lost Dreams is in the deck which is just great for
2: any deck with life gain because it enables (laughs) card draw. No words of worship to go along with it, sadly. (laughs) Dude, shut up. That would be a bad idea, I think.
1: Hmm. There is a slight uh, artifact sub-theme, which goes along pretty well with the other (laughs) legendary creature in the deck, Sidri Galvanic Genius, which we also covered last week. Um... The one with the beautiful Teresa Nelson art that cares about artifacts. So you've got things here like Tide Hollow Strix, like Tower Gargoyle, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, shard- sharding Sphinx, of course, it would only belong in a deck with multiple artifacts. So there it is. I always like Sharding Sphinx. Um,
0: that always sounds there- like a word you can't say on this show. <laughs> and like the last a- time somebody hit me with a Sharding Sphinx. I think it was at um, I think it was at Top Deck in one of those Sunday Commander games that they don't do anymore. But I th- I think whoever hit me said, "Oops, I just sharded." As they got new tokens, is that bad? That seems bad. I'll have to cut that. Never mind. <laughs>
1: um, any any way? Did you guys
0: see the the new art on the Phyrexian Delver and the Gargantua? I like I did. The, art on the Delver, but I don't like the Gargantua art. Yeah, the Gargantua art's a little kind of I don't know. I can't describe it.
2: Yeah. It's mm. like something from I don't know. Looks like I don't from weird like
0: anime. it. I don't. I don't really like it or dislike it. I do love the flavor text though. Other Phyrexians have nightmares about the Gargantuan. I think that's old flavor text. Yeah, it is, and I still love
1: it. Oh, so um, th- there's just a stupid amount of life gain. How mighty! You, I mean, death grasp is in here. Uh, there's best card ever.
0: Like there's a gazillion. L- uh life gain and things to do with it. Like not just paying life, but things that ha like Cradle of Vitality and the um the freaking guild mage. The Viscopa Guild Mage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anything even something as simple as Najani's Pride Mate. That's the other one I was get, trying to say. Yeah. Can get out of hand pretty quick.
2: Yeah, Sanguine Mond is in here too. What? Oh
4: You've God. also got that new one, Toxic Deluge, that new card they printed.
1: Oh man. you can Toxic. pay life
2: and then minus X, minus X the life you pay. Yeah, this that's cost? a card, that's, it costs a black and two. That's a card that I've been wanting to be a card for years. Maybe even decades.
1: Wait, this isn't, this isn't a card, is it? Holy crap! No, this, this is new and I've, I have heard some major chatter. I mean, I, I'm, my ear's not always to the ground, but I've heard some major chatter about this because it's so aggressively costed and the fact that it is so flexible that um this thing could be could be b- pretty big so for two and a black it's a sorcery right yeah. and you, as an additional cost to pay you pay x life but you never pay x in mana just life and each creature gets minus x minus x until in a turn boom done that's... you really need to kill everything you just just do it just kill it for three mana it's cheaper the damnation that's impressive you know,
0: for, just for the Toxic Deluge and the Commander, this is,
1: this is worth the money. <laughs> 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 I like both of the Commanders in here. There, and as I mentioned, there is a Tide Hollow Strix in here. That's oh, that's a, not There's the another, thought there's of.
2: another Commander in there. You forgot Sharum.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who's the other Commander? I forgot the freaking name. Uh, uh, Sidri, uh I, Sid, Sidri Galvanic Genius.
4: You and have there's that Mono
1: White Kong Mean Sleeping Dragon in there too. With, and it's from Portal Three Kingdoms, and that's yeah. awesome. That I like how so they're
4: cool. doing. I like how they're doing like monocolor guys. They throw in that you can take out of the deck and not really hurt it too much, but then build an entire new deck out of it if it's something that you know excites yeah. you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that. What's it called?
1: Kongming Sleeping Dragon. Oh,
2: here he is. Yeah, yeah it's it's hey. not punctuated correctly on the deck list. That's why it's a dead link. Right.
1: It um. It has new that is new art, correct, I think? No. I think that's oh. original art. Okay. It's wow. Good art. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. For two and two white, a two legendary human visor, all your other creatures get plus one plus one. That's hm,
4: imagine two if it was an awake dragon it'd be like plus four
0: plus four. Oh man. <laughs> is there like a, a an alarm clock artifact in this deck to wake him up?
1: Dang There's you, a man. pristine talisman. Uh, that one like an alarm along. that'll put me back to sleep good lord so yeah that's pretty this is pretty sweet i like as i mentioned before i like the new art on crawlspace the old art wasn't bad but it's kind of got that goofy cartoonish look and the goblins just like let me see what i can poke around with here and in the new art it's like what's at the end you don't know it's something with eyes but it can't get you because it's too small
4: can we talk about a order of order of succession out of this one? It's a sure, uh, yes. new sorcery, one, blue, three, sorcery. Choose left or right, starting with you and proceeding in the chosen direction. Each player chooses a creature controlled by the next player in that direction. Each player gains control of the creatures he or she chooses. Uh, now, the question I, I have is, when you choose, do you get the creature right away, then the next person chooses, and so forth and so on? Or do you choose and then everyone else chooses and they all switch At once,
1: you choose. Everyone chooses at the same time, and then they all switch at once. So you cannot go like. Let's say you choose left, and I'm going first, so I pick Mike's creature, and then the next person, you know, when it comes back around to the the person to my right, they say, "Oh, I want the creature that had been Mike's." They can't take that one. It has to be a card that was in my possession to begin with. Does that make sense? Okay.
4: Yeah, because they all switch. If it 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 didn't work that way, it wouldn't be as good.
2: Well, yeah, well, the, 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 the simple answer is you just, you just do everything in the order that the card tells you to do it. So first, you choose left or right, then everyone chooses a creature, then everyone gains control of stuff.
1: <laughs> but that, that's, a, that's a decent question. I like this th- – there's a – if not a cycle, I, I don't know if it's a whole cycle, but there are numerous cards that mention choose left or right, and I like those cards. And we're going to get to some other interesting ones to, later, but this whole steal one from somebody is pretty cool. Look to your left and look to your right. You know, take a – everybody take – one person takes a step back. You won't graduate. This Wait, no, that was law school. Yeah, hang on. That's something. um, Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what about <clears> – <throat> What about best card ever?
0: <laughs> Dark Steel Mutation. Uh-huh.
1: That's a decent card, I gotta say.
0: I mean I like it, but it's dumb.
1: It's How's so it easy dumb? to get rid of it unless you are
4: playing it against a black or a red deck. It like, is also like green, white, and blue don't even care about it.
1: Those bounce it
4: or destroy it. It
1: is also but it is very important for another reason. It is the second card in this set to receive errata before it was ever printed.
0: God, what did this one get?
1: This one uh got I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um it, it loses as it, types, reads, like it doesn't say as it reads right now, uh I'm 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 trying to find the thing. It says um uh, Enchanted Creature is a zero one insect artifact creature token with indestructible and loses all other abilities. With the Oracle text it will also lose all other card and creature types,
2: I think. I'll yeah, find the yeah. notes on this. See, the the reason it says that is because you know usually when something uh, gains types or subtypes and doesn't say in addition to its other whatever, um, it it won't keep them. But there, it's a special. There are special exceptions written into the rules about when something turns into um, an artifact creature. It does keep its previous types and subtypes. Oh. So that's why they had to add those extra words to make it work the way you think it would and remove those subtypes instead of just following along with the exception about things turning into artifact creatures. Oh, Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't know any of that.
2: Yeah. Hmm. And the main reason for that exception is because an artifact, a non-creature artifact turning into a creature is such a common event, you know, even historically in magic, that's such a common type changing event that they, they decided to write that into the rules instead of having the extra text on every card that changed something into – that changed an artifact into a creature.
0: Hmm. I didn't even realize that.
1: Yeah. Anything else to say about Eternal Bargain? Uh,
0: probably. Like, there's just lots – It's got a disc in there. Wait, what? Did I miss a dip? Oh, it does. Disc. Oh, it's got a Limdol's Vault, too. No kidding.
1: yeah. yeah. There are a number of cards in here that have not seen any sort of reprint in a long, long, long time, including a, a decent amount of three, three por- portal three kingdom stuff like
2: Brilliant Plan. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> I'm not Dude, kidding.
2: There's a basalt monolith somewhere in these decks. It's not in this one, but it's somewhere, and that's awesome.
0: Whoa, check it. There's a deep anal, uh, deep analysis. I love deep analysis. Deep anal. There, there's a famine too. Feminist is well,
3: so cool. One of the things, that I, and I don't remember if you guys mentioned it, but since you were mentioning about the life gain, this deck also has a huge amount of card draw. Yeah,
1: it like does. Like the
3: Deep Analysis, Well of Lost Dreams.
1: Okay. The, oh, sorry.
3: Yeah, there's a lot. Then we died. Yeah.
1: The sun died yeah, we did. That's one of the easiest ways to use all the life gain is in card draw outlets. Pay life, draw cards, that sort of thing. They
0: even put Augury Adept in here. I always wanted her to be good, and I never did get that to happen.
1: She was always just (laughs) kind of meh. Well, and don't overlook the Divinity of Pride either, especially in a deck with life gain.
0: Especially in a deck where you start at 40, the Divinity of Pride is like, (laughs) bye-bye-bye!
1: But even even in Commander, by the time you get to 5 mana, you may not be at 40 anymore. But this deck has so much life gain that you're probably still there.
0: Oh, look at Sarah Avatar. Good luck. I, I didn't look just, at any of
1: these. I am just yeah. glad that this deck has Sarah Avatar and not Sarah Ascendant. I'm so glad that Sarah Ascendant is not in these decks because on the one hand, I feel like, well, she's almost an auto include in this <laughs> yeah. sort of deck, but at the same time, I'm glad she's not here because she's yeah. just stupid in, in Commander. Uriah, how do you feel about Ascendant, uh, Sarah Ascendant and other cards that just get almost broken, if not hugely, significantly pushed better because of the rules of Commander.
4: Uh, I've actually never even played with Sarah Senate myself. I don't know if I own one or have ever owned one, so I don't. I've never had it in a deck. I suppose it would be good if I played. it. I've played against people that do play it, and I mean it's kind of annoying, but I play enough like targeted removal in my decks that it tend not it tends not to be like a game winner in of itself. So uh-huh. it doesn't really bother me a whole a whole lot because, and even like in Commander. Most of the time, your games are taking a while anyway. So uh, unless they're attacking one person like relentlessly with it, you know, they might take one person out, but then they're getting ganged up on by the other two or three. Right. Uh, so I really don't have a huge issue with uh, those kind of cards.
0: Okay,
1: it's always good to hear another perspective on it. I, mean,
0: so. I take issue with it not pract- out of practicality, but just on principle. Like it's such it's such a bad choice that they they did it that way without you know back before they were thinking about commander on a
1: regular basis. I wouldn't say bad choice as much as I would say just unfortunate the way it turned out. Like, that it was completely you. unintentional, so. Well,
2: well, even still, they had, at the time, they had two-headed giant to think about. It's like the, um, the, the Duels of the Planeswalkers version of Sarah Ascendant has Errata <laughs> you know, to be based really? on starting life total. Yeah, because he's completely broken beyond all reason in the two-headed giant on duels.
1: I guess I never thought about that. Yeah. All right, uh, are we ready to move on to the next one yet?
2: Wait, uh, I've said that already. On, wait,
1: wait, wait. This, Sarah Ascendant works differently
0: on Duels of the Planeswalkers?
2: Yes, on Duels of the Planeswalkers, Sarah Ascendant is, uh if you have 10 more life than your starting life total. He, he doesn't card, say 30 or more life.
0: It's a card that's functionally different on a video game.
1: Well, yes. in the, we've also known that in the past they've changed some of the power and toughness, like with Chandra's Phoenix... Not not Saunders Phoenix, but uh, oh. that one Phoenix, the uh, flame something. Yeah, they the fixed one... it eventually. Oh, they did. Uh, okay, yeah. but Yeva, for example, was purposely made at a different power and toughness than her printed version when she was online. Because I said, yeah, we're doing this on purpose because it's going to interact the way that she deals with. Um,
2: no, that, that was because they there. didn't have her power and toughness nailed down yet. Oh, they needed was it? to put her data in the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. It That's did cool. screw up with the way she interacted with Wild Pair, which was frustrating, but eventually they fixed that in a patch or update too.
1: Oh. Okay. Oh, okay.
2: She's a four four now. There you go. Which I guess you wouldn't know since that was the previous version of Duels that none of us are playing anymore. Yeah. Oh, There's there a lot is of those.
0: I know, right? There is one more card that I wanted to talk about the uh, the Serene Master for one and a white and oh, zero two.
1: Is this the deck where it's in?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a human monk zero two. When it blocks, you exchange its power. And the power of tart oh, hiccups. And the power of target creature it's blocking until end of combat. So I really thought he's judo. He's using their strength against them. And that's really so thought, badass. <laughs> what,
1: for whatever reason when I read this, for I I said, Yeah, that's pretty cool, but he's still just got two toughness. So he's probably only gonna block one thing. And then somewhere <laughs> no no that I literally had that thought, and then somewhere along the line I was like, it has to be better than I look at it again, I'm like oh it exchanges he doesn't just gain it for some reason I only had it in my head that he gained the power no so there unless you're pumping his power which fyi to do you that. may not want to do without without pumping his toughness too their their creature is gonna be a zero power and yours is gonna be whatever that was which means that if its power is at least equal to its toughness it's gonna kill it and if not, it's still gonna stand in the way forever, yeah,
0: but I just thought that was that was completely awesome design space there that they hadn't messed with yet.
1: I like it a lot too, yeah, so it almost makes me sad that it it doesn't have flash or something. I don't think it should have flash, but because you see it coming from so far <laughs> away, it's gonna be hard to really attack into it and get maxim and them go, "Oh wait. I didn't realize I was attacking with a 10-10 and you had a Serene Master out. Oh, my so. God.
0: I was right. Title Force, the Blue Force. At the beginning yes. of each upkeep, you may tap or untap target permanent. Called it!
1: You were right. <laughs> nice. <Yes. laughs>
0: and it's a 7-7 seven, seven for 5, blue, 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 like you'd expect. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I just was like, Title Force, I wonder what that is. Oh, jam! You really hadn't
1: looked at these ahead of time, had you?
0: No, dude. I tried to on uh Saturday. I saw that someone had put the link to the full deck list in the chat box in the forums, and I went, ooh, and I clicked on it, and I scrolled down, and my brain – like I heard the sound of glass shattering, and my eyes glazed over. And like 15 minutes later, I realized that I was drooling and staring at the dead center point on the computer screen without seeing anything. So I, I minimized it and went on about my day. Because there were so many cards, and so many good cards, and so many old cards, and so many new cards, that I was like, eh, 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 and I couldn't do it. Saturday was yeah, also like not I, a good day. So, so now I said, we're I having
1: can barely even read commander lists at all. So, yeah. so now we're, you're having that experience with us. Yes, and the list. start to if you start to glaze over again, just let us know.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Oh look a spring jack pasture. So is there anything else speaking of gaining life, is there anything else I in do, this deck that jumps jumps out at people?
1: I've always liked Springjack Pasture. I've always tried to make it work more than, you know, it does. <laughs> uh, the four mana to put the goat in is just asking a lot. But I I no I, I like the deck. You've got the very you've got the um, half of it that's life gain, and then you've got the half of it that's artifacts, and then you've got the intersection with, like, the filigree angel. And like Uriah said, there are so many ways to take this. It could be very easy uh to take this deck and then completely modify it however you want it. So I think, and that's a common theme for all these. So, so far, so good, I guess. I could totally see myself
0: removing the the artifact side of it since I already have a Shroom deck. And just building a hole, building up all those holes with other life gain and life payment things.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for maybe me, this would probably it, end up... Um, what? Maybe just make it, take out the
2: blue and just make it white-black and do something with that. Well,
1: then I couldn't use Aloro, duh.
2: Oh, okay. What <laughs> were you going to say, Mike? I was going to say, for me, this will probably be me finally building um my own Sherm deck that I've been thinking about for years.
0: Literally, yeah. Cool. Dirk, you got anything?
3: I think it's funny that Sierra, uh, Sierra, Sarah Avatar, and uh not Soul. uh What is it that you gain life whenever you deal damage? Life link. Life link <laughs> and Soul link. Neither one of them are in here, especially with this Sierra, uh, Sarah Avatar, because you know you stick that on her and she whacks you really hard, and then you gain a whole lot of life. And Sarah Avatar is way bigger. Is I is don't. There,
0: is there any life? That was what Nathan stuff?
3: said that he used to do to his.
0: I'm I'm looking. I don't I don't see anything that gives something life link. Oh, look, reckless fight. Cool.
2: Sounds <laughs> like this deck needs a Luxon Warhammer.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> sounds like. Uh, Viscopa Guild
1: get- Mage. Viscopa Guild Mage.
0: Oh, so oh
1: okay. So that's look funny. at it that way. I mean, um, in in this format, generally you don't, unless your aura is really good, you don't always want to commit to. Something that's only going to modify one creature, whereas the Viscopa Guildmage can give that creature life this turn, and then give a different creature life the next turn. So it's um, it's a little more resilient over time.
0: By the way, you've also you got. got... Am I, am what I, uh, sounds like you need to be kicked in the balls is what I was trying to say, but Brian would not let me.
2: I don't. Wow, know. that was a long time ago.
0: I know, but it was so good I had to just jump it in there anyway. Just <laughs> cram it in there where it doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Scott. Anyway, keep going. Next deck. Next deck. Okay. Next deck. Um, I have an idea. What? But it's not a good one. Cause I never Uh-oh. Do it. <laughs> well, my idea was going to be let's take a quick break right here because hopefully our recording is not crap. I forgot. The reason that I come back to my, my bedroom to record podcasts is so I can plug in the freaking uh, hard line instead of relying on the Wi-Fi. And I just looked down and saw that it's it's not plugged in. But if I plug it in, it's going to kill the call and screw up the recording. So <laughs> we might as well take a quick break since we've been at it for a fair amount of time. Mhm. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I guess. Sure. Okay. Why not? And I was I was trying to find some trying to find some. Uh some music that would make sense, but I'm you not... pick a good
4: one since you had Muse last time for Bruce. There's really nothing thematically that you could pick for me, so...
0: Yeah, just I'm right. just
4: cross good stuff.
3: Well, seeing as Eternal Bargain has a lot of life game, you should do
0: Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I like that so much, let's do that. So, let's take it back to the... the 90s? Er, early I 2000s? Mean, late 90s? Early 2000s. Oh,
1: yeah. early, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Late, late 90s. 90s. Late, late 90s. It's all the same thing. Charm. I remember let's take it back echo, to before echo, some of you-
0: echo. Let's take it back to before some of you were born, and back again to when some of you were still too old to care, because apparently, our audience skews every age, which is awesome. And, let's, let's listen to some, uh, some, what, what would he call this? What What is evanescence? Like chick metal? It's, That's not right. It's, it's metal techno.
1: It's not or techno. Or
0: metal techno,
2: Alpha. uh, mortal combat.
0: <laughs> sell
3: out, sell out, that's what it was. There we go.
2: Oh, oh no, come
1: on. Too soon. Every band sells out if it's popular enough over yeah, a long. They enough make period if they, they
0: can time. make money, they always sell out. You're damn right. That's as soon hey, as as soon as yeah. Star City Games, as much as I hate them, as soon as they tell me they'll give us a thousand dollars per episode, we'll be recording every night, and you guys can just shut up and record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Because of
1: of whether or not I'm seeing any of that money.
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, so right here is Bring it <laughs> because it's funny because Dirk said so uh Buy Evanescence, and we'll be right back. So we're back, and we're sitting here waiting on Brian to get back and just talking over some of the new art and whatnot, and Dirt just said his favorite new art was what, Dirt?
3: Goblin Sharpshooter.
0: And I was like, oh, dude, I haven't seen that yet. Scroll, scroll, scroll. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! And Mike said
3: that he...
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was really hard not to just start laughing out loud at work when I saw that for the first time. (laughs) It's so good.
4: I think it has the target painted on its own head. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even notice
3: that. Oh,
0: man.
2: I mean, I can even hear—I can even hear the sound that it makes when he pulls the trigger. That's—that's that's the best part.
0: Boring, plan. a <laughs> Followed by the kecumf-a-lump of a, a human body falling. Right.
2: <laughs> I do
3: like too that it has two sights on it. As to say that, you know, the fact that you have to get up close and personal in order to use the thing.
0: <laughs> Why does it look like the one sights on his arm?
2: Because a goblin obviously put this weapon together and doesn't know what <laughs> to
0: <do>. Right, right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
2: God. It's so... Yeah, I've seen this thing before here. Let's put two of them on here. That'll make it better. (laughs) See, this
0: one's good because it's got one of these. It's called a scope. Oh.
2: What's a scope? Makes you see better. Makes you see better.
0: So wait a minute. I've got two eyes, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's the thought process. Dude. (laughs) What if?
0: Uh, uh, that's good stuff. Wayne Reynolds, my hat is off to you. If only to make it easier for your goblin to hit me. Oh well. So, Brian going to get ice cream is
1: taking too long, so let's go to the next deck. Yes, the next deck. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I went to go get ice cream and Carrie wanted some ice cream, but she didn't want the ice cream on the stick, she wanted the frozen ice cream, so I had to try and scoop the frozen ice cream. Now I'm here. Ice cream for everyone. Yeah, you mine. Be- Dang it, man. It's back in the freezer. You done
2: messed you up.
0: scoop <laughs> it yourself. <laughs> you done good. <laughs> I got a hammer and chisel. I don't even care. Anyway, so let's talk about Nature of the Beast, the Naya colored deck. Oh, dude, look. It's got contested cliffs.
4: <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: It's got... Yeah, there's uh, some good
4: lands in this one, like Homeward Path.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I was about to say, it's got Homeward Path. It's got a freaking Mosswort Bridge. A new banalia. Damn! And everyone's favorite, Slippery Karst. No, wait. Hang on. Vidugazi. There we go.
2: Drifting Meadow got new art. That was surprising to see. What the hell is it, Drifting...
0: Oh, the Cycling Land. Really?
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's weird how they put new art on cards that may not even be on the battlefield. Like, it's going to be, like, most of the time cycled. It's going to be in the yard, covered up by other cards. So, especially on a, like a, a card like that, I don't know why that one got the new art, as opposed to, like, a creature or something.
0: Maybe they just had this really awesome art <clears throat> that would just go perfect for it, and they were like, what do
1: we use for this? God... Yeah, no, so I mean that—that's a decent point because so you think about something like a uh, Life from the Loam having new art. And it's like, how did you actually even look at it?
2: Because to to be perfectly honest, the art—the original art on Drifting Meadow is really dumpy compared to like the the art on the basic planes from that set that it was printed in. Yeah, and and the new art is actually more like the basic planes from that set.
0: <laughs> Dude, those Drifting Meadow—the new art is actually really freaking sweet.
2: Mm-hmm. Look
0: at that! Look at this! Look at this, bub. This is your meadow. Oh. Anyway, <clears throat> the slippery cars get new art too. No. Okay, good, because that is actually really cool too. Yeah. Look it at is. that. So slippery. Anyway, back to the land. <laughs> 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 oh, it's got mountains. No, hang on. Never mind. So, what are we doing here with this deck? We've got.
2: Do all of them a bunch the of temple beasts. of the false god? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Ooh, Avenger of Zendikar. Check that out. Crater Hellion. No way.
2: This one looks to have a fair amount of beasts in it. Ooh, it's got a Deadwood Treefolk. I
0: love Deadwood Treefolk for Wilf at all, but for Commander especially.
2: Yeah, I was interested to see that this has a Drum Hunter, but not the other um Uncommon.
1: Well, Drum Hunter's you... the, the goodest one. That's the one that lets you draw a card, right? Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. <gasps> oh, my I like God! No,
1: I like how no one's mentioning the Eternal Dragon. That's what I with, just, oh, my <laughs> God, it has. With the promo art. Yeah, I like
4: I, the original art better.
1: The, the the original one is pretty cool, but I'm always a fan of, like, seeing new art or not widely distributed art before.
0: Holy crap, they reprinted Eternal Grey. Oh!
4: And
1: he's eating his tail. Well, like it's an, delicious. It's vanilla. Like, like an Ouroboros. Ouroboros.
4: Ouroboros. 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 They also put Myel in this deck, and I guess she only saw one printing And Alara. I thought she had another one, but I guess not. But awkwardly, nine of the twenty-two creatures in this deck cannot be put into play
0: with Myel. Whoops,
1: that's kind of funny because when she was printed before, she was a mythic. Is she now downgraded to a normal rare? I think she's still a mythic.
0: Well, they don't change rarities in for existing yeah, cards no in myth- this.
1: Yeah, there wasn't any uh,
4: rarity shifts.
0: Yeah. Okay. The the new cards get the the funky rarities. But dude, Eternal Dragon. Okay, listeners, some of you are young. I'm, I'm gonna mention this for five white white. Okay. It's a 5-5 five, five Flying Dragon Spirit. Whatever. It has plane cycling for two, so you, you you cycle it, but instead of drawing a card, you go get a plane's. Okay, that's awesome. Shut up. That's awesome. And then for three white-white, you can return it from your graveyard to hand during your upkeep only, which sounds kind of dumb. No, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. so good. It's so good. Mike, how good is it?
2: So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I I completely missed that they reprinted that. That's why I went <gasps> and then Brian was like, You know, it's funny that no one's talking about it. I'm like, oh my god. Anyway. Uh whoops, there's a misprint. What? Uh Croston Tusker has a power and toughness and it's listed under creatures. That's weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's just awkward.
2: We need to fix yeah. that. <laughs> I I didn't think an instant could have creature types. That's
0: I know that's that's weird. I, it I must have been tri- some I mean it was from Onslaught it must have been some tribal thing they were doing back then I don't know I guess <laughs> <laughs> Where It was funny you? I
3: vaguely remember playing one of those once and it actually hitting the board and everyone stared at me
0: <laughs> so what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that was you the, just put I your on the, table,
3: you're I instant on the table or you cast it and everyone <laughs> stared at me like <laughs> <laughs> why is that on the table
2: <laughs> You know well, I will
3: Devin shut up <laughs>
2: I have I have crows and tuskers in my killer instinct deck, and still, you know, when I flip one up with a killer instinct, meaning when I get a six five with haste for free, I'm still like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: look amazing. So hey, you know that's cool. Hey. So
2: hey, um,
1: if you have an Esper deck and you have a Naya deck, which deck would you think intuitively had more creatures?
3: Huh. <laughs> I was wondering that, too. This is a valid question.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I would go out on a limb and say you'd expect the Nile one to have more creatures, but this one has 22 creatures, whereas the, <laughs> the um, uh, <clears throat> Esper deck we just covered had 27. The next one has 30. Well, the one after that has 21, and then 29. So this is second to last. Yeah, that seems bad. It seems weird for a green base, but you know, whatever. I'm just noting. I was like, why aren't there more creatures? I'm like, oh, because there's only 22. Why are there only 22? Hmm. Well, you Mm. do have the
3: rampaging bowls, which whenever time that you get a land, you start making beast babies. You do beast babies, except they're they're four
0: four. They're bigger than Trevor.
2: Yeah, it (laughs) does have some token for now.
1: It does. It does have the token generation.
2: Like uh has there's gotta be a cubby of one dozen eyes in here, and
4: that's cool.
0: Ooh, there is? That's cool.
4: And then Merath himself makes a bunch of dudes if you cast them a bunch. Yeah. Right. I like the uh the new cards they have in here, not the creature cards, but the non creature stuff. Uh from the ashes, a very nice semi sort of reprint of Ruination that's not as mean. Ooh, what's that dude? And then it destroys all non basics and each person that had a non basic destroyed gets a basic land for each one that was destroyed.
1: Honestly, I think
2: that's a little more mean than just a straight-up Ruination.
1: Well, no, I mean, Ruination basically says what? Destroy all non-basic lands?
2: Yeah. No, but From the Ashes ashes says, okay, uh, you know, me and maybe that guy over there get to switch out our non-basics for basics. Screw you guys.
1: Well, see, I almost look at it like, hey, look – you you over there that actually you know has some basics in your deck we're gonna be nice to you hey Mister Pimped Out you know no non basic lands ha 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 ha. maybe I just don't have any sympathy for that guy whereas Mike has sympathy
2: yeah. I don't know no, notice also this is really interesting about From the Ashes the the lands don't enter the battlefield tapped right so you could do a funny trick with mm-hmm. this if you wanted to
1: kind kind of like a um scape shift sort of trick yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Scape Shift deck has another Scape Shift. Except you have to do it just right where you know you wanna you need to have basic lands in the deck to fetch, but you need to have enough non basic lands in the deck that you're trading in a significant number of them. So hmm. And if you cast this it would destroy Violikat, so that doesn't work either. Yeah. Uh another card that that is new in here that I wanted to talk about because it's the next one in the left or right series is Mystic Barrier, and I find it interesting that it's in this deck, because this deck seems to be pretty aggressive, and this actually cuts down on your choices as far as who you're going to be aggressive to. But anyway, Mystic Barrier, for four and a white enchantment, it's only in this deck. When it enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, choose left or right. Right. And it, so obviously it's something, it's ongoing. It's an enchantment and you can actually choose your, your choice can change whether it might be right for now and then it might be left later. Each player may attack only the opponent seated nearest him or her in the last chosen direction and planeswalkers controlled mm. by that player. So this is one of the biggest left or right actual card, uh, actual game affecting cards like the the stealing the creature you know that it might uh, who you sit next to might matter you're probably just going to look at that person and pick the best thing or the thing that you're afraid is going to hurt you the most whereas this is almost very strategic it's almost it reminds me almost of some of the variants like chromatic or star where you have to attack your ally your enemies and you can't attack your allies etc so it feels kind of like that or or something like um was it, emperor where you, you can only attack in the one direction. Um, but who you choose to be able to attack, if you're this person, of course you choose the direction that either you think the person that can attack you is the least threat to you, or the person you're attacking is the person you need to get rid of the most, or both. And the fact that you can then change it gives you a lot of power as power, whereas everybody else is kind of like, stuck with it. So, it's a really interesting card. Anybody else have any thoughts about it? It makes if multiplayer
4: it, really fun. And if it if it didn't allow you to change during the upkeep, if it was just stuck in one mode, left or right when it came into play, I think it would be less useful. But the fact you can uh, you know, change it based on the situation, I think it's that helps it out a lot.
1: Yeah, if it, if you didn't get to choose, that would be if anything that'd be kind of rough because you could put yourself in a situation where you couldn't win very easily, so... Yeah.
0: I, am I muted? No, I'm not. I never win very easily.
2: No. <laughs> no, you don't.
0: Shut up, you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, you usually get mana screwed.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, the, uh... There, there's another, a new creature here. And I lost it. Hang on. Da, 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 da. Naya Soul Beast. This is weird. So, mm-hmm. six green green for a zero zero 0 with trample. And that's it. No. Uh, when you cast Naya Soul Beast, each player reveals the top card of his or her library, and it enters the battlefield with plus one, plus one counters, equal to the total converted mana cost of all the cards revealed this way. This so thing is... It's, it's like a kaboom, except uh, it's a kaboom on a dude.
1: This thing is only ever going to be a 15-15 or, like, a 2-2. Two, two. There's not going to be any... <laughs> gonna land, be like, land. I play this, I, I, I play, I cast eight, and like, everybody's got a land, or you just have that random, like, everybody reveals it, and it's like, all, all the biggest, like, one, one of each of the praetors, and it's just huge, so.
0: <laughs> land, land, soul ring, hull breach, land, damn it! That
4: feels very feaster famine. Do Feels very or famine on it, like, you're gonna get bigger, you're not gonna hit it all. You're yeah. right. Exactly.
1: Um, Mike, you were talking about this. I, I see a card here, and you could not stop talking about this one at FNM, so why don't you tell us about Restore?
2: Okay, Restore. This is great. Restore. For a green one, it's a sorcery, and it says, put target land card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control.
0: Sweet, merciful crap. I misread that the first time.
1: That's huge. You wouldn't be the only one. It doesn't say your graveyard. It doesn't say to your hand. It, does, it doesn't say basic. There's so many things this doesn't say. <laughs> oh, thank you for the wasteland that you just used against me. Oh, thank you for... And I say thank you for any of these because obviously it's great when you can steal somebody else's. But you can also set it up where, you know, you're getting back your own thing. But... You, you can use it on, on things you sack for, like, strip mine effects. You can use it on, um fetches, which is really big. Um any sort of, like, aired mesa or anything like that is just great. Um what is, what's the one from Judgment where you actually go get a plains and a forest? Cross and Verge. Yeah. yeah. That seems pretty good. Yeah, rest- Restore you-
2: is, Restore has the potential to be really important in the long term of the game.
1: And the fact that it's almost like, it, it's almost ramp. It, it kind of is ramp because it pulls it onto the battlefield.
2: Yeah, so you could go grab, you know, your fetch land that you cracked and yeah. get another real land out of your library.
1: Yeah. So it's not just recursion, it's actually ramp.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I like, uh, speaking of ramp, Tempt with Discovery, hmm. the new uh, Tempt card, the green one. Mm-hmm. because it gets you any land at all. It doesn't have to be a basic land, so it's like, oh, I'm going to go get my gayest Cradle, and you guys can go get, you know, a Cabal Coppers or whatever else you want, and then I'll get another land, like Deserted Temple. So,
1: that seems...
4: How much really does it ridiculous. cost
1: to play? One green and three. <sighs> that This, of all the tempting fates, this one, I mean, even just getting one land... If it's any land, just feels silly powerful. And then if anybody else lets you do it, that's just ridiculous because you're just going to be
2: set up for life. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and that that base cost is really good by itself. I yeah, mean, that's that's reaping so. Right I, I mean, at least the land yeah. touching half.
1: There, there are some uh, of these tempting like the white the white temp fate which we haven't gotten to yet uh, costs like seven, I think. And this only costing four seems pretty... Yeah, Tempt with Glory costs six. This costing four seems pretty good.
4: Especially mm-hmm. in a green deck where you probably got, you know, earlier land drops or, you know, Secure Tribe Elder. So you're dropping it a turn earlier anyway.
1: Yeah. I love Secure Tribe Elder. I'm so glad it's here.
0: Not in this deck, though.
1: No, it's not? Mm-mm. Okay, I saw that it was in the yep. uh, card image gallery, but... I think oh, it's well. in the Junk one. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Well, you do have for other ramp in this deck. You do have, of course, Soul Ring, and you've got Sprouting Vines, which is pretty cool.
4: Eh, it goes in your hand. I don't know.
1: It's... Oh, does it go into your hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it much
4: hand. Does. that's the one. That was never.
1: Yeah, that was never my favorite storm spell.
3: Yeah, oh, there's look. actually a lot of creature kill in this deck,
1: like Wrath of God. Uh... Yeah, the actual Wrath of God, not Day of Judgment, <laughs> right? Wrath and Savage of Twister.
3: God. Is in the street
2: spasm.
0: I had one of those at work today. It wasn't cool at all. Huh. Ooh, <laughs>
2: slice and dice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now hey, other like people will get to know the joy of playing slice and dice.
1: I like the seer sundial in a deck with uh, 42 lands, which seems to be, yep, it's the highest land count of all these. So it makes sense. If you, one of the directions you could take this deck in is to go more all in with things like the rampaging Baloth and throw in um more of the uh land matters, landfall sorts of things and do that sort of thing. So you've got beasts, you've got land matter and just ramp and making lots of mana. Aww.
0: It also has uh Mike Flores's man purse. Yes. The I uh, druidic that, the satchel, druid
1: satchel, yeah.
0: Which I just got one of those from Dirk? Which like. was only good because Mike Flores wanted it to be good so bad that all of his cronies decided to play it.
1: It's not it terrible. It's not that big. It literally takes anything. <laughs> it literally takes the top card of your deck and gives you something for it no matter what it is.
0: Yeah, uh, it's lame. Dude, but it's got Fiery Justice, and Fiery Justice's new art is really cool.
1: That's a promo art from
0: somewhere. Then that promo art from somewhere is really cool.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: Ooh, it harmonizes in the deck? Holy crap, I love all these cards. Even Slice in Twain. Do you know we'll what's do you know kind of sad that's
1: in this? What's what's that dark?
4: Tower of Fortunes. Which one is that? <laughs> the draw Holy crap.
0: Look at that.
1: Isn't I play one of in there? my green deck. I should hope so. It's really good. So you know what I really like? Witch hunt? Well, Witch Hunt is great, but you know what I really like is that they can make an aura that's an enchant land that costs eight. <laughs> and you're like, why would anyone ever play as six and two green for Spawning Grounds, which is an aura that enchants a land? It better do something fantastic, right? Because if you think about it, it even costs nine if you consider it has to go on a land. And you better hope that you can go ahead and use it that turn. Enchanted land has tap. No mana, just tap. Put a 5-5 five, five beast token with trample onto the battlefield. That's mine. It's the only water source in miles of desert, but local tribes avoid it at all costs. Because, you know, things breed there. And again, <laughs> they're 5-5, five, five, which, you know, is still huge. They've got built-in trample and any sort of combo with, like, uh ravenous baloth, because they're beasts. Yeah, You've also got where the
4: ancients tread in this deck, too. Yeah. So, tap deal 5, have a 5-5 five, five left over.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Seems okay. Or we go back to <clears throat> can we go back to Witch Hunt real quick. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was can. just about
0: to say that. Do that. You're it's right. Awesome.
4: What's that do? I like. I have a Zedru deck, but it's sort of a it's built around you know enchantments and stuff, but it likes to gain life. So I probably wouldn't put it in my Zedru deck. But if you're playing a Zedru deck that's going to be really aggressive and you really want to you know kill people quick, I think Witch Hunt is fantastic. Like, you're not going to get the life off of, you know, the the upkeep effect for Zedru, but really all you want is the cards anyway. The life's pretty negligible. So I think Witch Hunt in a really aggressive Zedru deck is amazing. So what to do? Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh Red four enchantment. Players can't gain life. At the beginning of your upkeep, Witch Hunt deals four damage to you, and at the beginning of your end step, target opponent chosen at random gains control of Witch Hunt. So it can maybe go back to you, but Zedru just passes it off again, so...
1: I like how it's not going to hurt you the first turn because you play this, and then at the end of your turn somebody else gets it, and then by the time it comes back to them during their upkeep, boom, they take four. But yeah, it, it's kind of like a it's it's a hot potato is what it is, and the whole players can't gain life thing is gravy on top of it because then you. Um, they don't get to undo the damage that this deals. But especially in in EDH, where it feels like, even though everybody starts at 40 life, life gain shows up quite a bit, especially if you see certain decks, that may actually be the more relevant clause of this than the actual damage. But the, you put the two together, it's a little bit like Sulfuric Vortex, but with a kind of random gain thrown in, which I kind of like. It's almost like, who's going to get it? And it's random, so nobody's to blame... Sorry, this has to go to you, Mike, said Dirk from last episode. Of course. Of course.
0: Oh, So we have three more decks to go, and we've already been at this for like 12 weeks.
1: Yes, let's keep going.
0: Let's keep going. Next up is the Prosh Skyraider of Care deck, the
1: Jund one. Power hungry. Power hungry. Who's the other commander in here?
0: You know who the other commander is in here. Sekar Sekwar. Deathkeeper,
1: yeah. Setkar and their wait are the Shatter Gang, the Shatter
0: brothers, Gang brothers. Is the
1: new yeah. one, yeah. They're the legendary, Gang right? Yeah. Yeah. Sekar, is that a that's a reprint, right? That's from uh, yeah. Cold Snap.
2: Yeah. I wonder why it's not a link here. That's weird. Because it's it has to do with the punctuation, yeah. kind of like what was wrong with Kong Ming. Ah,
1: uh, okay. Well, the Shatter Gang
2: brothers are the new one, right? Yeah. Read those guys. They're crazy. Okay,
1: I am pulling them up and getting there. Shatter. Oh, there we go. Uh, for one and a Jund. Black, red, green. Uh, legendary Goblin Artificer, which is just an interesting phrase. 3-3. Uh, three, three. Pay two and a black, sacrifice a creature. Each other player sacrifices a creature. Pay two and a red, sacrifice an artifact. Each other player sacrifices an artifact. Pay two and a green, sacrifice an enchantment. Each other player sacrifices an enchantment. <laughs>
0: that
1: is so cool. I like how it's basic. You just pick. As long as you've got a steady stream of any of those or all those, you can just kind of pick which ones um, it applies to.
0: Whatever he just said.
1: Yes. And if you're doing something that has more than one of these types, like some of the new enchantment creatures with Bestow or the gods or what have you, or artifact creatures, I don't think we have any artifact creature enchantments, but we do have artifact enchantments with the new legendary Weapons. You can just pick a purpose and sack it for that effect. <laughs> yes. Right. That was a whole lot of talking. That's what I do. Yeah.
0: So is Sekhar's new art uh, new? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. That is freaking cool. I love that guy.
1: Hmm. So I, think, I think I think that's old art would have been good enough. I like that. <clears throat> the one where he's like chanting and holding his hands up. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with this deck? You've it's like got you're making dudes. You're, Make you're, dudes and eat them. You're making dudes and you're eating them for devour and all sorts of other stuff. A lot of sacrificing going on here. Yes. I love, 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 love the new art for goblin sharpshooter. Oh, so you were gone. <laughs> we already covered that.
2: What? When? It was when you were busy getting your ice cream.
0: Yeah, we got sick of waiting. We weren't
1: even to a deck
0: yet. And we were we were talking about the art, and I was like, holy crap, why are we not recording this? Shut up a minute, and they hit record, and we did it, and you weren't here. So you'll just have to go listen to that part.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'll talk about it now and take up everybody's time. So it's awesome, because it's got a hammer at the end, and that's what he's hitting people with. And it also, they, they said it didn't make a whole lot of sense in the original art for the goblin to have a minigun, because it's not a sharpshooter. That's a guy with a minigun. So somebody that, you know, he has to whine it up and then go up and then hit you on the head with it and then wind it up and go hit somebody else with it. That makes a lot more sense. So. Okay, I'm done now. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking vengeance.
0: What's a stalking vengeance? Oh, that's that guy. I remember that I know guy. What a
2: is. It took me a you second. You know
0: what a stalking
2: vengeance all the, is? Of all the people in this room, you know.
0: Well, I didn't yeah. recognize the name. Shut up. And yes, I love this guy. He's in the Chuck deck.
4: Yes. He's gonna do a lot of damage in this deck too.
0: Yeah. No kidding.
1: And this is the one that Sakura Tribe Elder's in too. Yeah, oh. which makes sense, cause, sacking. Uh, what other stuff do we have that sacks things? We've- Whoa, check forth. out the Quagmire Druid. I've never noticed this card before ever.
2: Oh uh, yeah? <laughs> <For> <laughs> yeah, it was planted way back in, um uh, plane shift. Was, Apocalypse? Plane, plane Shift, yeah, that's right.
1: Is that Plane Although, um, it's oh, not no, no, it Apocalypse. It is, it's got, yeah. it's got new art now.
0: No oh, word. So for two and a black, it's 2-2 two, two Zombie Druid. What? And you pay a green and tap it and sack a creature to destroy target enchant. It's so that's cool. Is a lot creepier. Oh great! Now I gotta go look at the new art because I love me some creepier. That's why I live with Scott. Oh, he's not here. Damn it! That wasn't funny if Scott's not here. What's he called again? Quagmire. Quag You have to say giggity every time that you use his ability, though. That's true. that is creepy as hell.
1: Oh my god! You wouldn't think he was just, you know getting back at get, getting an art an enchantment or something, you'd think he was up to something really. Bleh. Uh Inferno Titan is in the deck.
0: Whoa. Best card that. ever. It's right up there.
1: It, is. it has Titan in the name. So and it's not Marble
2: Titan. Therefore <laughs> Pretty good. Something I was really surprised to see um not just in this deck but just reprinted at all in this set was uh Hua Tuo. Honored Physician. I'm sorry. Once
1: again, from, from 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 the uh, Portal Three Kingdoms Legends.
2: Yeah, like... that's a really highly sought-after card.
0: What does he do? What is, what color is that?
2: Uh, he green. Is, he's green. Oh. Um, at the okay, let me let me hit up his new and improved Oracle text here. All right, for two green and one, he's a one-two legendary human. Tap, put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Activate this ability only during your turn before attackers are cleared.
1: So you could do that in your upkeep. It's yeah. a little sort yeah. of mini Genesis kind of thing, but doesn't it? For this needs to be in play instead of in the graveyard, and doesn't require any mana to activate. Mm-hmm. And wow! Important. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he is like
3: a way better version of Gravedigger.
1: Well yes, this yes, puts yes. it on top of your grave on top of your library, not until it doesn't your hand. matter.
3: It gets it out of the graveyard.
1: <laughs> well it does matter. Oh uh, but it I like, know, I know. like like Chewy said, if you do it during your upkeep, then you're going to draw him. Um getting back to the sacrifice stuff, you've got goblin bombardment, you've got furnace celebration, which allows you to then cash in on that. You've got fecundity, which helps everybody, but I've always liked it. And you've got foster you yeah, I haven't Carnage seen Foster Alter. in a long time.
2: I'm sorry? said
1: I haven't seen Foster in a really long time. Blood Rites, which I actually I, I had in several decks after Kamigawa came out because it's just very versatile. It's an enchantment that just sits there, pay one in a red, and sack a creature, and it shocks something. And that is just so useful. And now I think it's got new art, like a lot of these things do. Yeah, it does. There's just a ton of stuff in this in
4: this deck that you can sacrifice stuff to, but not a lot of it's free. Like the only free stuff really is like Goblin Bombardment, um, Tooth and Claw, and then I, think I saw another one in there. But there's yeah, there's so much stuff you can use to sacrifice your creatures, so yeah. you're never going to lose to Insurrection with this deck basically,
1: unless and everyone else. Of, creatures. And speaking of Insurrection, you don't have Insurrection, but you do have Mass Mutiny, Ooh. which is like a mini Insurrection.
0: That mutiny is
4: massive. I'm excited because I didn't get any of the uh, plane chase stuff from last year. Mm-hmm. It's all these plane chase reprints they're putting in, and I'm glad I'm going to be able to pick those up. Sweet.
0: Oh, dude. The uh, There's a new tempt card in here. Tempt of Vengeance. For X and a red, the tempting offer, put X 1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Each opponent may put X red elemental blah, blah, blah onto the battlefield. For each player who does you get x more red elemental creature tokens with haste good lord that's a whole lot of x
1: is there a left versus right in this
2: i was just about to ask about that i don't think so see yeah when you brought it up earlier i was like i only really remember seeing two left right cards
1: okay i thought there might be more i didn't I'm, know I, okay. I was very careful to say i didn't know that if it, if it was a um, cycle what is here is widespread panic. And I don't mean like in the general term, I mean the card widespread panic, which for two and a red is an enchantment. Whenever a spell or ability causes its controller to shuffle his or her library, that player puts a card from his or her hand on top of his or her library. So, oh... You wanna crack your pteromorphic expanse. Okay, go get your land, shuffle your library, and then take a card from your hand and put it on top. That's This makes, gonna...
4: this makes Zer very sad, but I think that's probably a good thing for most people.
0: Yeah, really? <laughs> this also makes Soldier of Fortune like the most awesome gar- guy ever.
2: Whenever spell ability causes its controller.
0: Piss. Yeah. This yeah. makes Soldier of Fortune really suck.
4: It sort of reminds me of, uh, Psychogenic Probe, where anyone, anytime anyone shuffles, it deals two damage to them. Uh huh. So it's somewhere in that, if you
1: shuffle, you're gonna, you know, regret it type of thing. You're gonna get punished. But there's so many effects that cause you to shuffle that you just don't even think about. It's Mm -hmm. just part of playing the card, and then those sorts of effects, Psychogenic Probe, Widespread Panic, can really, uh, can really throw a kink in things.
0: Hell yeah, kinky things. Mm -hmm. Dude! Last week, remember we stopped before we got to the green curse?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna read that real quick. So curse of predation for two and a green is an aura curse that is enchant player like a curse, and it says Whenever a creature attacks enchanted player, <laughs> put a plus one plus one counter on it. <laughs> I like that. So you play that in with your with your Izamaru and-, and Opal Palace. <laughs> 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 hmm.
4: Wait, what? What was that? Skullbriar if you put it in yeah, if you put like into a skullbriar deck. The only issue with Skullbriar though is that it's only going to be enchanting one player, so as soon as that player is dead, you lose it. I think your skullbriar should be big enough anyway that it shouldn't really matter. So this is probably one of the ones I'm gonna put in my
0: skullbriar deck. That's pretty cool. oh, wait a minute, I just saw Fecundity. Yeah, there's Fecundity, okay. I saw Fecundity in the green. And I was like, Is that in this deck? It better be. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. Hey, Jar of Eyeballs is in here, cool. Yep. Or in here too. <laughs> for all for all that attacking. Oh, yeah, and the new art on Reincarnation is kind of silly, but not as silly as the original, so that's okay.
4: <laughs> I feel like I'd want the dude with the arrows in his back more than the little O-1 plant token or whatever it is supposed to be. <laughs> like, I think, like, the 2-2 the eager cadet would be better than the O-1 plant token. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, though the though the text, out of necessity for Reincarnation, is pretty much impenetrable. Um you are allowed to pick the creature that died to bring back. Okay. It's okay to bring back the same thing. <laughs> but that other thing's so cute. It is, and it probably makes mana since it's all five colors.
1: This is the this is the deck with the snake guy in it.
0: Oh yeah, the snake guy. What are you talking it's about? He's pretty cool. Ophiomancer.
1: Ophiomancer. It's uh, it, an ophiomancer. It, for two in a black, it's a human shaman. Two two. At the beginning of each upkeep. If you control no snakes, put a 1-1 black snake creature token with Death Touch onto the battlefield.
0: Whoa! Each upkeep?
1: Yeah. Each upkeep, yeah. It's like a verdant force. Except you can't build up the tokens, but oh wait, who cares? Because you're going to sack them, or they're going to run their creatures into it, and the creatures are going to die because your snake has Death Touch, and then you're going to get another one anyway. Did you just think it just said your upkeep? Because you were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there.
0: Lots of things that this card doesn't say.
1: <laughs> but there's one thing it does say, and that's each.
2: I mean, at first I was like, "Oh, he's pretty cool." It's like, "Hey, here, Lord of the Pit, have a snakes." Like, "Thanks. He's delicious." That's, that's
4: even better. Yeah. We also have that uh, P3K reprint of Spoils of Victory, which is sort of like a Far Seek, but it can let you put dual lands directly into play on taps. Right. So instead of Far Secret comes in plates tapped, it's a little bit of an upgrade, but it is one more on the mana cost.
0: Hey, what's uh, what's Sudden Demise?
1: It's a new one, and it's in red, and it's, red. No it's, a, con- can. it's a it's a conditional cool. sort of earthquake kind of thing. That's great. It's like a color quake. Choose a color. It's got radiant.
0: Oh, choose a color. Sudden Demise deals X damage to each creature of the chosen color, and it costs X in red. That's and it's got Zendikar art. Hmm. Makes sense.
1: What with the royal and all. Yeah.
0: Okay. I just saw that and I was like, sudden demise, that's gotta be a black card. I can't find it.
1: (laughs) And it does not have split second either. Unlike sudden um, spoiling spoiling. Yeah. Okay. Next deck. Next deck. Prosh.
0: Oh wait, wait, is does this Yep, this deck does have care keep. (laughs) Ha 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 to go with
1: Prosh. Of course it does. That makes me happy. Because it has to.
0: Okay, moving on. So next up is Mind Seize, the Grixis one with Jaleva and, uh, uh, Nekusar,
1: who we did, uh, the story circle with Bruce last week. So that's yep. cool. Another, um, another legendary creature in this deck is Thraxamundar. Uh,
0: Thraxamundar. Yes. Ooh, and Uyo's Silent Prophet.
1: Right. So what's going on here? Usually when you have Grixis, you've got a control-ish type deck. This deck does have the smallest amount of creatures at 21 creatures and 38 other spells. So uh we've got some interesting things going on here. We have a Baleful Strix, which may look like an uncommon, but it was only ever printed in Plane Chase. Yeah. So it's... I know I wasn't 100% correct about the Temple of the False God, but I do think that this one is... More but Baleful soft. Strix is being played in Legacy, for God's sake. So,
0: yeah. I can't tell anything from the lands. All the rest of these, you can at least get some sort of feel. Like, I see an Urza's Factory, and everything else is just kind of meh. That's Baleful about st- it. It's not an
4: impressive
1: mana base on this one. Baleful Strix is being sold on a particular website for seventeen ninety nine as the cheapest cost. And you can pre-order this one for fourteen ninety nine. Well, What soft. a bargain. Uh, so, sorry, I want to throw that out. What, which one were you talking about? The Jason's Archivist?
4: Yeah. What? Huh? I thought you were talking about a particular card. We're talking about other mana bases, not impressive. It's
1: just factory.
0: Even Card Shark doesn't have that many. I guess because it's so rare.
1: of The the bill for Strix. Yeah, I mean, it's just extremely limited. Mm. Uh, but yeah. (laughs) One of the uh, odd things about
4: this deck is that when Jaleva attacks... She's going to cast instant or sorcery, exiled without payments, mana cost. But then there are four cards in her deck specifically that have X in the mana cost, which is, you know, a non-bow. So I thought it was interesting that they put, you know, any spells really with X in there. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, but I guess you figure four out of 99, yeah. if we not including her. Um The theme does seem to be casting instant and sorceries. You've got Echo Mage here. Uh, who's great at, at copying things and then copying them again. And you've got M- mnemonic wall, which we just saw reprinted in Theros for getting those back. Gutter snipe. Gutter snipe. Uyo. Yeah. Mm. Uh, vampire nighthawk. Which yeah, has all nothing to do with all about or the sorceries. or sorceries. <laughs> but once the, as, as I stated before, in, in M14, we had, for four mana, we had a 2-2 with Flying and Death Touch. And in Theros, we had for four mana, a 2-2 with Flying and Lifeling. So each one of those, it literally takes... You have to take the two of them together and smush them together and give them more toughness to equal a Vampire Nighthawk for three mana, with which is just ridiculous. And yet, both of those are still very good in their formats. So, Vampire Nighthawk, uh, we salute you, because you're stupid. Um, we do have... <laughs> We have an Army of the Damned, which is just bravo. And a of pain. Yeah, that degree of Pain, like,
4: two really big game-changing black spells that you can get for free, which is awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Holy crap, there's a Marari.
1: This is one of mm-hmm. the decks that makes me glad, so very, very glad that Panoptic Mirror is banned in Commander. <laughs> <laughs> because you really shouldn't get a cruel ultimatum... Every single turn. Just saying.
0: Hey, look. It's got... um, Whoops, I scrolled away. Strategic planning. That's another Portal 3 Kingdoms one. For one in a blue, you look at the top three cards of your library, put one in your hand, and the rest in the graveyard. That's pretty cool.
2: Wasn't this printed at three mana in M14? What was it called? I don't know.
0: I don't either. I don't know things. I I don't don't
2: really think...
4: Strategic planning is going to be too good in commander outside of like a dedicated combo deck where you're digging for a very specific piece. And which at that point you probably just want to play, uh, uh, Limdol's, what was the other one earlier? Bolt. Bolt, yeah. So, I don't know, I really don't see, I mean I can see it maybe being like a legacy plant, but as far as a commander card, strategic planning just really doesn't do it for me too
0: well. <laughs> a legacy plant, I like that word. <laughs> we'll just sneak this in. <laughs> commander card. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, there's something called Eye of Doom. What is that? Oh, that's the freaking artifact we already talked about, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Prompt, that's, except you were saying you saw an English one that said Fate, so you steered us wrong.
0: I did see an English one that said Eye of
2: Fate. Somebody so That must means visit. it was a mock-up that someone photoshopped together, Chewie. Uh, and
1: it doesn't give Fate counters, so alas and alack for my... uh
0: Oh, it doesn't...
1: Now no, it gives doom, it gives counters. doom counters.
4: Everybody sucks. <laughs> I was very really disappointed when I saw that. Because as a reverse O Stone, I loved Am I Doom. I thought it was an amazing card, but the fact it doesn't use fake counters
1: completely kills.
0: Completely yeah. kills it, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. not even cool anymore.
1: Um what I do find interesting is Tempt with the Reflections, because it's the blue um it's the blue one with um tempting offer, but it's you make a clone. And then everybody else can make clones, but not just clones of anything, clones of that creature. The creature that you pick originally is the only creature that everybody gets clones of. And then if they get clones, you get more clones. Oh
0: my god, secure a tri-builder. are <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I every- secure a tri everybody okay with that? I'll have one too, I'll thank you, I'll take another. I'll have one too, I'll think, you, I'll take another.
1: <laughs> I like Veteran Explorer better.
0: Oh god, I remember that game, that was crazy. <laughs> That
1: game was awesome.
0: We had a Veteran Explorer that kept, like, coming back or getting copies made of it or something, and we ended up having a Veteran Explorer trigger, what, like five times?
1: At, At least, least five My, times. Mike was playing with it in his <laughs> Riku of
2: Two Reflections deck. Yeah. And, and, and I was I was doing it on purpose. Every opportunity I got to make a copy of it or bring it back, <laughs> oh, you know I picked the Veteran Explorer, because that's just funny. I just now, noticed that
4: Veteran Explorer wasn't in that Prosh deck, which would make it really good with all that Sacrifice stuff. I know, yeah. right?
1: That's
0: probably
1: why it's not in there though. Maybe it, uh now aside from the instants and sorceries, we also have a lot of card draw, which again, some of them like Prosperity, do both. It's an instant or sorcery that draws you cards. But this also ties into um uh, Nekusar a little bit. And I like how when we did the um when we did the story circle, Shui specifically mentioned Spiteful Visions. And here it is.
0: Oh yeah, Mike and I uh, were talking about these sort of generally, and he said it was good to see a bunch of the cards that we put in the story circle show up in this deck.
1: Mm-hmm. We did, and we mentioned Howling Mine. Here we've got Temple Bell instead,
0: which yeah. you know, for one more
1: mana, being able to control when it happens is pretty good. This deck also has the uh True Name Nemesis, which is
4: that new Murfolk that people are yeah. losing their mind over. Yes, a protection from player Murfolk. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? It has protection from a player.
1: For, so for one be. for one and two blue, it's a three one Merfolk. When it enters the battlefield, choose a player. True Name Nemesis has protection from the chosen player. So debt, you know, can't be damaged by any anything that the controlling pla the target player is a source of or, or controls. That the source of damage can't be blocked by anything that player controls, enchanted by anything that player controls, or targeted by anything that player controls. You
0: guys remember when they started doing weird things with protection? It was like either Time Spiral or Lorwyn with like protection it, from converted mana cost three or less.
1: Yeah, there in Time Spiral there was the uh, the tiger guy that was protection from something.
2: Oh, oh, oh Set's Tiger. Tiger gave you protection from a color until end of turn. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then there the Mist Meadow Skulk—is that the one? Yeah, yeah. And they—they they just have done weird things with protection ever since then. Just every once in a while, you'll be like, "Really?
1: Protection then, from everything? Exactly." So, and then the they've they question- got this. The
4: question with True True Name Nemesis, though, is that now that you can have protection from a player, since Progenitus has protection from everything, does Progenitus now also have protection from players?
1: <laughs> I guess so. I mean, that didn't really come up before. My, my argument with, with True Name Nemesis is almost – is kind of like there's no middle ground. Either it has protection from – if you consider that player being the source of everything, then that it has literally protection from everything, or it has protection from nothing, because the player isn't doing anything. The player isn't dealing any damage. The sorcery that he controls is dealing damage.
2: Yeah, uh, the, can, the comprehensive rules had to be updated to define exactly what protection from a player means.
1: So that's so. It's and just, that's
2: because of what Brian is talking about right yeah, now. Yeah.
1: So, ugh. Let's not so spend between, any more time on it because it's going to make my head hurt.
2: So between the
4: True Named Nemesis and the, uh, Baleful Strix and the Decree of Pain and all these other cards, a lot of people are saying that the Grixis deck is probably the one with the most value for the money if you buy it, you know, at retail or close to retail.
0: You think that's Which, why the mana, the
1: mana base is so kind of meh? Could be. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't, well, I don't know if that makes sense to me, but whatever. Well, they certainly <laughs> spent a lot of time here. There's a dismiss here. When's the last time dismiss was printed? Oh wait, I know this. Tempest.
0: No, they n- they actually never printed dismiss. It's all on your head.
1: They were going to, but it got countered.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And nobody drew a card. Ain't that about a bitch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Judge.
0: Judge. By the way, uh, the new art on Starstorm is really cool.
1: It really is. I don't know if I like it better than the original one, but it is really cool. It's not so much for me. It's not so much a better of. It's just uh I like that a lot too.
0: See the way they cropped it up in the top, what you don't see is like Vegeta going pew 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 pew. <laughs> it's what you don't see. Hey, It'd probably really
4: good. It'd look, re- look really good in FOIL too if that ever existed as a oh, foil car, so- uh,
2: now. See. now
0: I have a boner. Mm. Thanks, Uriah. <laughs> like this whole conversation wasn't awkward enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh one out of every thirteen um you know sealed uh decks is gonna be foiled. Really? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's I total of a lot. lot. Yeah. I would so so, so if somebody
1: goes out there and buys
2: 13. <laughs> See, if I did that, I would get 13 completely plain ones. And, uh, so, and then the next guy who buys one would get two foil
1: ones in a row. I think we've actually covered a lot of this deck. Do we have anything else? I mean, I
0: like cheap. it. Okay, so Sweet. Wait, were there any attempts or prices? Uh, nope, nothing else. Okay.
1: All right, we got one left. Evasive manures.
0: This is the banty pants
1: one. Stay on target.
0: With the stupid guy who you never, who jumps out and goes, look at me,
1: I'm not in the command zone, booga booga booga. And you're like, shut up bird, and he goes booga booga booga. Opal Palace really is kind of strange here because you're not (laughs) casting him from the command zone if you're using his ability.
2: So... Well, yeah, that well, is well. a real kind of want want moment. I guess they You're put that there if you want to play Rune of the Hidden Realm as the commander instead.
1: And, and you know, uh, I mean, it's in all the others. It would feel weird if it wasn't here. And you can always choose to play him if you've got the mana, and you don't want to do it at instant speed and, you know, whatever. Um,
0: whatever. Dude, there's a fairy conclave in here. That's cool.
4: This deck also has the reprints of uh Stop Monolith and Arcane Denial,
2: with new art on both.
0: Oh, dude, a new Jeez. Arcane Denial. Oh, go to blue, go to blue, go to blue. <laughs> blue. Damn it, blue.
2: People make fun of me for playing Arcane Denial, but I still like it.
0: What in that the hell is going on? Nobody makes
2: It's awesome.
0: Is it? I can't tell. It might be really stupid, but I can't tell. I think I it's sick slime. I te- Ew, that's painful.
1: There's an Azami Lady of scrolls in this deck. Yeah, there is, because that's
0: There's fair. Crap. <laughs> so you can flash out your commander and then tap it. Uh-uh.
4: <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that untaps cards, so the zombie could get really ridiculous quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: So Arcane and Denial, of the- by the way, before we get too far afield, one in a blue, counter-target spell, its controller <laughs> may draw up to two cards at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep, and you draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. So they reprinted this without the next turn's upkeep. What was that? Was it Vex? Is that what it's called? No. So they they, they kind of they, reprinted it?
2: They never reprinted it straight up.
0: Well, obviously not. But
2: well, no. I mean, they never reprinted one that was straight up. Its controller draws two cards. You draw a card right now. They never did that.
0: Oh damn. What did
2: What is vex that say? Vex costs a blue and one. I mean, Vex costs a blue and two. Counter target spell. Its controller draws a card.
0: Oh. What about Dream Fracture? What's that one?
2: Dream Fracture is counter target spell, and then both of you end up drawing a
0: card. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Except, yeah, it's still not. Yeah, I like Arcane Denial too. <laughs>
2: Um, but Every time I play it, my brother's like, you still play with that card? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. He's like, okay, and he draws two cards. <laughs> and then he
1: wins, and you go, oh. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so as we said, there is a lot of untapping stuff. There's ta- things that tap here, like Azomulative Scrolls for effects, and there's a lot of untapping here. I like Thousand Year Elixir. Everybody knows I had a deck that was based around Thousand Year Elixir, which I need to take a look at because it really didn't do anything, and I need to make it a lot better uh but it really pushes your creatures with activated abilities um and then you've got um sort of the power runes which can allow you to tap or untap that creature at will with some mana um and then you've got lots of blinking things as well including the other commander uh rune of the hidden realm and you've got conjurer's closet that sort of things A- aether mage's touch is there a Mist Meadow Witch in here? Yep. Yep. Uh, that's about right. As lo- along with, you know, the Flicker Wisp, the Fiend Hunter, lots of, uh, lots of blinking and untapping and tapping and craziness. And I can see this almost being the deck that kind of like goes off, so to speak. Just kind of like says, oh, and this is the turn where I do everything all at once and do all this crazy stuff.
4: I think it's weird that this deck is the one with the Bane of Progress, which destroys all the enchantments and artifacts, because there's a fair number of artifacts in this deck. I mean, I don't know if it's not as as much as the other decks looks like, but... But there's know, a seems, fair
1: amount, yeah.
4: Yeah. It may also, not be
1: as... go ahead. I was
4: going to say, go Thunder staff also seems really weird in this deck and out of place, I don't know. Because it's not really an aggro <laughs> deck to me, I don't feel like. And then just the preventing of one damage, like an Urza's Armor effect, I'm not sure how great that actually
2: is. Well, it's a lot cheaper than Urza's armor, is the first in, I'll tell you, in practice, I really like Thunderstaff. Hmm. It's it's done it's a lot of good for me.
1: Although I do have to agree with Uriah, there are, there are a l- fair amount of artifacts and enchantments in this deck. Maybe not as many as the um, Esper one, but there are a lot. So it does feel a little <clears> bit like, well, this deck is green, and we couldn't put it in the others, so let's put it here. <laughs> What I really like is the Jin of Infinite Deceits. Well, yeah, we missed him last week. It wasn't spoiled yet. Yeah, it was. Well, well then. It was, it was on
0: page, the second page
1: of the forum. We just ran out of time because we were tired and yeah. <laughs> ran out of time and interest. Pretty much. So what's it do, Brian? What it does is it waits for me to get to it. And, does, okay, it's between Diviner and Dungeon. Uh, Jin of Infinite Deceits costs 4 and 2 blue. It's a 2-7 flying creature. It says Jin. Tap. Exchange control of two target and non- non-legendary creatures. You can't activate this ability during combat. What it doesn't say is anything about you control, etc. So, obviously in a one-on-one game, you just tap, you just exchange two creatures uh yours and then the opponents. But I could say, Hey, Dirk, Mike's got that really big guy. Why don't you trade him your little, you know, Farhaven elf that's already come into play and done his thing for his um rampaging battle. Off. That seems fair.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> here you go, Mike. Definitely sounds fair to me. Here you go, Mike. Have a oh, wait, no, Well Wisher says elves on the battlefield. Never mind. I'd be like, here you go, Mike have a Well Wisher that'll get you one life. No, that's not how that works.
1: Never mind.
0: RT FC. So you can do
1: some all sorts of interesting like political things, and it's the sort of thing where I could definitely see if I ever got this out and I ever got to untap with it. Every time it's I get a chance to use it, like it's it's my the last opponent before my turn. It's the end of their turn. I'm just gonna exchange some things, whether it helps me or not. I'm just gonna go, you two switch those, cause you know why not? Boogada boogada, woo, cause you know (laughs) chaos. I like chaos. Well, this would be
3: one where Chewie's been mana-screwed and everything, and it's like, yeah, let's give that to Chewie. And you give that to Chewie. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, Chewie has, like, an army, and then Chewie goes, and you all die. Well, you have have to point that part out.
1: (laughs) You have to exchange. So there has to be one taken from somebody, and one there has to be one on on both sides. So if Chewie doesn't have any creatures, he can't
2: get anything.
3: Well, he can get a goblin out. Story of my life. Dude, you guys remember when we yeah, did... Yeah, we're probably
2: th- playing Plane Chase if he got lucky with the goat plane.
3: So he has a bunch of goats. He didn't got, got a goat.
0: Hell yeah, I got them goats. <laughs> you guys remember when we talked about... Uh, we did the Azorius Old vs. New and we talked about Aether Mage's Touch? Yeah. Yes. Hey, look, Aether Mage's Touch is in here. Hey. Yeah, that's topical. There's also Borrowing 100,000 Arrows.
1: Once again, I just love all the cards from Portal 3 Kingdoms here. The fact that Yo, they're so- not just completely neglecting... That part of Magic's history. And you have that Luzun
4: reprint here, which is like a sort of a better uh, Thieving Magpie. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he's got better?
0: horsemanship, right? Yeah, yeah because the horsemanship
4: ship, essentially yeah. is unblockable most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's enough other reprints. If you're playing it against other Commander decks from 2013, you might run into another horsemanship
1: creature, but, but usually probably the not. the chances of that, no. How much does Thieving Magpie cost, though? Doesn't it cost three, or does it cost four? It's four. It's four. Wow, okay. It's also For some one reason, three. For some yeah, I knew it was a one three for some reason, I thought it was one and two blue, And um, Norbert just like rolled over in his grave, even though he's still <laughs> alive and doesn't know why
2: maybe you're thinking of the orange Viper or something like that, maybe
1: uh Rubenia soul singer is here with I like the new art much improved art hey. I mean, I know some people get off on the old art uh, well, I don't. mean... <laughs> I know. Hey, out having, the olive oil, Mike. I know that having a discussion with some people I'm not I'm not saying anybody here, but having a discussion with some people about old art versus new art is almost pointless because they will om- and and you all know this type of person. If there's old art, that is it, that's better, period, because it was the original or whatever, and the new one is a cop out or whatever.
0: Hell yeah, and, word of command.
1: And uh <laughs> this is just I just think it's a better piece of art, personally. So, but it, I always look at this one and I always sa- said it was almost the better Mary Kay because she can actually untap. <laughs> she can change her mind. Mary Kay is all in now. Rubinia doesn't kill the creature when she loses control of it, so there's that. But it's a lot. You have to go jump through a lot more hoops with Mary Kay.
0: I do like the, uh, the sort of the parents in this deck too, with all the tapping and untapping nonsense. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed with
4: this deck is that there's a lot of stuff with activated abilities, especially stuff that costs mana. Now I was wondering if, like, Seaborn Muse was too good for this deck, because that's why they put in the, uh, Merc Fiend Legion instead of Seaborn, but you really want all these lands untapped each turn. So if I was to get this deck, the first thing I would do is probably put the, uh, Prophet of Crufix in from mm-hmm. Theros, uh, because- Yes. Otherwise, you're going to be saving all your mana to activate all these abilities, and you're going to have a bunch of creatures just clogging up
1: your hands. So it's it's sort of an awkward situation. And with that ability to flash creatures in and just go ahead and and let's say you flash in, you've got the Thousand Year Elixir out, and they've got that activated ability, Haste. That's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. That'd be very good. Nobody could do anything to you for fear of badness. Fear. Yes. And then there's Kurtar's Wrath, cause, which is not a Wrath of God... But it is a wrath of God, but it's different if you're at Threshold. Yeah, you know what he said. Yay, Flickerform. Chewy played the heck out of some flicker form flickerform. Do you still have that Aura deck together? It is not together. It's sitting around desperately needing a uh a massive
0: overhaul. But yeah. Back in Ravnica when they printed Flickerform and all those enters the battlefield. Uh Creature Auris? Yeah. Man, I was all over that. It was... It's, it's such a stupid deck, because, like, the main way that it wins is by blinking a Galvanic Arc over and over, or a bunch of Galvanic Arcs over and over and over. And that's dumb as hell. But it was so much fun when it worked. It's like, oh sure. my god.
1: But now you could even modify that deck and... Since then, how many better creatures have they printed with better, uh, enters the battlefield abilities that you can just, not only do you get the auras, but the other stuff with it too. So. Who's that new white flak one out of Theros?
4: Put a form on that and just go to town. The the new Super
1: Angel of Despair? Oh, Oh, the Ashen Mount Rider. Yeah. You're a jerk. <laughs> but that's exactly what you should be doing, I guess. Uh Well, hey, look, there's a new angel here, the angel of finality. When she says something, she says that's the end of the discussion. That really is the end of the discussion. Oh, so she's she's a wife
0: is what you're saying.
1: Or okay. a very controlling girlfriend. Well, same thing. Um, she costs three and a white for a 3-4, much like Restoration Angel. But, ah! she, doesn't have, but she doesn't have Flash. Uh, but when she enters the battlefield, exile all cards from target player's graveyard, which is a useful ability for a commander because people do silly-slash-stupid things with graveyards. So
4: We also have a uh, Karmic Guide reprint here, which, aside from the uh, Judge Foil reprint from a couple years ago or a year ago, it's been a while since we've seen any of those, so that'll be nice for newer players, too. Is this yes. Judge
0: Judgeful or whatever art? It's,
1: yeah, Judgeful art.
0: That is sick, dude.
4: It yeah.
1: is free, pretty freaking sweet. Oh, I do cool. like the original art a lot, but this might be better. Karma Guide does so many things, basically, because it's awesome. The protection from black doesn't even really matter most of the time, but it's nice to have it there. This deck
4: also has that uh, that legacy for vintage plant of Unexpectedly Absent. I didn't read all the uh, Sam Stott article from last week, but they were talking about how specifically, and they're usually, I think, for legacy with all those fetch lands, just to get rid of a, you know, problem permanent.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've heard a little bit of buzz about this one and whether or not it's viable in eternal format, and some of the buzz is a very affirmative yes for two white and X. You take, and the fact that it's a uh, non-land permanent, um. Uh yeah. For for an X and two white instant. Inst it's not a sorcery? No. It's put crazy. Tar- put target non land permanent into its owner's library just beneath the top X cards of that library. So and it doesn't matter how much the non land permanent costs, so Jace, you know, or or Sorin in this format, Soren Markov or that sort of thing. It uh, doesn't matter how much it is. It could be Blightstill Colossus. It's going away for two white mana. Uh, and then where you put it, you can put it directly on top, just if you don't pay anything for X, or if you really want to bury it, you can pay a lot for X, whatever. But the most important thing is it makes it go away.
5: Oh, and yeah, you know what? Shuffle.
1: what? If you And heck, if you really want to save your own thing, it doesn't say you don't control. So, oh, look, you're going to blow up my guy. I'm going to... Put them on top of my library.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Does that mean you can white white to freaking put it on top?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: How is – what? That costs it's, five in blue.
1: I know. It's <laughs> completely crazy.
0: Wait, no. What does it cost? It is – no, it's is it three? It's
1: four. It's four well, it, to grip, do a creature. Four to do a creature, which is grip tied.
2: Sweet. But no, what seriously, this – any non-land permanent, two white, dump it on the top. Dump it on the top.
1: That is, you uh, think d- that'll see legacy play? It does not yes. have the errata, x can't be zero, unlike some things. <laughs> this one does not <laughs> receive errata before it's being printed. Maybe they might go back and say, oh, we meant to. <laughs> <laughs> No, this will what? see legacy play. There's a there's a debate. Some people <laughs> X, claim this can't be 3, trust me. <laughs> there there's some it's debate among people good. saying like, "Oh, this is, you know, this is going to be awesome." And then there's other people saying, "Oh, well, you don't know anything. This is going to do nothing at all." And then lots of people in the middle. You know, it's a magic card. People look at it and have divided opinions about it. But is it going to be a big deal? Yes, probably. So, I don't know. I, I am believing Uriah when he said that the previous deck could be one of the highest value. I think this one is definitely a contender for that title as well with some of the things that are in here, Uh including Unexpectedly Absent. And um Azami, I don't know if she's big or not, but I know she sees a lot of play in this format. Mirror Entity is here, which kind of gives you something to do with your mana. There's a Phantom Nantuko here. Hey, guys... There's a Phantom Nantuko here. Yay, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. Are there any auras here at all? Control Magic.
0: Oh, and the new art for Control Magic is so ridiculous.
1: There isn't are that the no, Q art? I don't know, but it's awesome. There are no pump auras in this deck. I think there's hmm. no. That's weird. The old trick that Devin taught us that, you know, he was the first one in our group to really figure it out was his whole deck was the phantom creatures, which are all the creature, these creatures from judgment, judgment that,
0: right? Is that right?
1: That's right. Okay. Instead of, they all come in, they're all zero zeros or one zeros or whatever. Their toughness is zero. Uh, and they come into play with a number of, Plus one plus one counters. And if damage would be dealt to them, you instead remove a plus one plus one counter. So the theory is you eventually make them smaller and then they eventually die. But if they have anything on them, or, or even if you have out like a glorious anthem, their plus one plus one counters, even when they're gone, you're still going to prevent all the damage to them. So they're basically immortal. Merc Fiend Leech does give a pump. It's mm-hmm. not in an aura, but it does give... That's a plus true. Plus green there you go. Green. And then this does have the ability to tap to put a plus and plus one counter on itself. Yeah. You also have sort of the pairings. If you want to have it untapped the entire time, you could
0: give it plus or plus two.
1: Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Sweet. Well, that's all of them. Did we talk about Tempt of Glory? I missed it. Uh, we did not. I mentioned it earlier. I mentioned that it costs six. Basically, it costs six... Um five five and a white. Uh is it an instant or a sorcery? Sorcery. Sorcery. Uh you put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control, which is pretty good. Each opponent may put a plus one plus one counter on each creature he or she controls. For each opponent that does, you get to put another plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. Hmm. I really wonder how many people are gonna go for that. Like there's some like you hate to give the guy with the playing the green one more lands, but you don't want to be left out. You're just about always gonna take that. But this one you should put template war into the Naya deck, I think. Yeah. I think that would be the token generators. This one feels a little weirder because you're mostly untapping your guys and you're blinking them. So Blinking your guys after you put a bunch of plus one plus one counters on them just feels bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, there, there are a couple, um, one-off cards that might seem a little mismatched, but I think that's because they wanted to put them in the deck where that was the center color. Yeah. So, and that's so they, they had this design for 10th with glory, and this is the deck where white is the center color.
1: Well, and we mentioned that earlier, uh, with the last deck with the, um, the blow-everything-up green guy. Yeah, that's this deck. Oh, that's green this deck. deck? Wow. Yeah, the of Progress is this deck, too. Band of, yeah, okay. Wow, this deck, again. Oops. Is he just <laughs> in one deck?
0: Yeah. I thought he was in a different one.
1: No, he's no. in this one. Dang it, man. Yeah. He's pretty good, I hear. Hmm. Well, I've run out of things to say. As have I. What? Which, unusual. Well, no, I, here's the thing. I could keep talking for quite some time. I'm going to... Stop myself, because nice. I have said all the things, the relevant things that I could.
0: Fair enough. Wow, it's late. We should probably call it anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, uh let's do it again in the order that people need to go. Hey, Dirk, you got any final <laughs> thoughts?
3: Yeah, I've seen the list. <clears throat> and a couple of days ago, and I'm like, oh, I'm so going to end up buying all five decks, aren't I? <laughs> And so I've already started to think about, it. it's like, okay, I have to make sure I save some. I can't spend anything else other than gas. Yeah, I could probably swing it then. So oh, yeah, I'm uh at some point, at the end of the month, because it doesn't come out until November. So I'm going to have to make sure I have some credit card space set, set aside so I
0: can buy all five of these. Yeah, you might want to wait a couple weeks for the initial rush to go away and for Target to get them. Yeah, don't ever pay
4: more than retail on these. Enough places are going to have them. You shouldn't have
2: to pay more than that. No. Yeah, you're, you're going to see uh, these things in Target and Walmart.
1: Star City right now is pre. You can pre-order these for depending on which one you want, either thirty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah, the MSRP on these is what twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. So that's at least ten dollars over. This is not a limited print run sort of thing. It's not like a from the vault. So you may be able to pick some up on Friday, which is the first, at Target or Walmart on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday if they don't sell out right away, and then they will restock. Yeah, it will if all the up. other nerds in town don't show up and buy them all. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah,
3: but still, I'm so going to end up having to buy each one of these. I just – I can already tell just because – there, there's little things in here. I'm like, oh man, that'd be great. That'd be great to have one of those and to add that to this and do this. And there's a lot of great ideas. <sighs> I'm up having
1: a I um, <laughs> I misspoke. I was working from memory. Uh, I said what, 39 to 49? No, they're starting at 49 to 59.99. Jeez. And
0: what bothers me is that a, a bazillion people will be like, sweet! And they'll buy it at the ex- exaggerated price and then they'll see it at freaking Target or Walmart like th- two or three weeks later for what is the MSRP on these?
1: It's $30. <laughs> Thirty is the MSRP. I yes. only laugh because I literally just asked the same question. But yeah, oh, yeah. I was twenty was... nine ninety nine. Yeah.
0: Bill is talking at me, and I'm trying desperately to ignore him and pay attention, and I'm failing.
1: Damn it, Bill! <laughs> Damn it, Bill! Yeah, that that's You're what's going to happen. <laughs> and you know, it's it's really hard to get mad at. Well this, this is Star City, but I'm not, I don't want to villainize them. I'm, they're the ones I looked up. I'm sure you can pre-order them other places too, but I'm not going to villainize them because if people want to buy it for that price, <laughs> go right ahead. It's hard to really argue with people making decisions with their own money. I just, like Chewie said, I just feel kind of bad for them. If you feel like, oh, I have to jump on it right away because it's only going to go up. This yeah. is not that kind of product.
0: Yeah. There yeah. was a rush with the uh, – now, here's a question. With the first commander thing, there was a rush at first. Uh-huh. Like, I found – whichever one had the scavenging ooze in it, I found some at Target, and I'm, like, texting Mike, dude, do you think I should buy these and resell them real quick? And Mike was like, stop that. I was like, yes, sir, because luckily, you know, the the, the 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 craze had ended right about then. I mean, nowadays, they're worth probably a lot because if you have them sealed, because everything is worth a lot if you still have them sealed. Yeah. I wonder yeah. how much an elves versus goblins is. Holy God.
5: Whoa, that's... mm.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, there'll be the initial spike where people are trying to Star City. They're trying to gouge and get all the money they can. And people will buy it because they don't realize it's gouging and it's going to be right there. And then it'll they'll see it at Target and they'll be like, what the... And then, you know, it'll drop back down as that realization happens.
1: (laughs) It's kind of interesting, like Tui pointed out, after a while it will go back up again because while... It's not a limited print run or anything. They're not printing. There's a certain point where they will just stop putting more out. Yeah. So they're going to be really expensive to pre-order. And then as more get into the stores, they're going to come down. And then as we said about the previous commander ones, uh, like, you know, the fact that baleful strix is like $20 should tell you, and it was an uncommon from plane chase, the value will go back up over time because you can't just buy a booster of it somewhere. So anyway, I kind of latched on to Dirk's final thought there because I wanted to point out that you would be able to get them. But as we were saying, don't feel like you have to pay an exaggerated price. Was oh, more-
3: a, yeah, you- that's – I'm going to go to, to Hypermind and see if they are selling it for the normal price. If not, then, then – and, and, and the lady who does it, she's really good.
1: So <laughs> she should be fine. And if for whatever reason she feels like she has to sell it for more because she feels that people will buy that way, then just wait.
5: Yep.
1: All right.
3: Well, with that thought, I'm out, guys. Night, Dirk. Bye. All right,
0: bye. See you. So, who's next? B? Uh, let's you, see. Did you latch on to Dirk's der- and call it uh, your
1: reverse? I was just going to say, again, uh, it was great to do this, and it was very nice to see Mike on Friday, and I'm looking forward to going to Charlotte on November the 2nd, uh, which is the day after this product comes out, to um, play in the standard... Uh, classic series, because it is a classic series event, it's not a two day event, even if you make the top eight, you're gonna be done that day, which is nice. There'll be side events, and um but nothing on Sunday, so I don't have to worry about a hotel room or anything. So, I am excited to go, I've been working on this deck for a while, Mike's helped me out with it, and I pretty much trade for, traded slash bought everything I need, and I've got a playmat, and I'm yay! So, aside from that, I, Theros has really gotten my creative juices flowing, really in a way I haven't even felt in years. And I've got all the, these EDH, EDH decks that I want to that I want to put together and play the next time that we all get together, which needs to be at some point before the end of the year. Now that I have a house, Uh and uh-huh. you know where it is, so Dude,
0: we, we just got together at Sam's birthday party.
1: Yes, but we need to get together and play Magic.
0: Oh, right, that other thing we do.
1: Yes. Unless you guys were playing in the back room while I was eating cake.
0: No, I was standing there with you eating cake. Okay. That's why. <laughs> it was delicious so, cake.
1: So yes. Standard good, uh EDH uh and other sixty card uh crazy, you know, multicolor, color mu- multi multiplayer good. Everything good. Yay good. Yay so, good. Say life is good. But uh, I never the cereal. The game is pretty good. Anyway. Did you ever play Life, the game, the board game?
0: Unfortunately. A couple times. Miserable game. Oh. You can be a winner at the game of Life by not playing.
1: <laughs> I take it Chewie always had five kids by the first turn.
0: <laughs> no, I never could get any freaking kids. It could never get married.
1: It was the worst. Oh. Forever alone. <laughs> I think we've discovered why Chewie doesn't like this game. Bad at this game. <laughs> Oh at bad at the game of life. You heard it here.
0: You did, and you know what? Yes, <laughs> Mike, what you got? I'm cutting Brian off.
2: That's probably about right. I'm also looking forward to Commander's release. Um, if I can get, if I can go to Friday Night Magic and and uh, Randy happens to be there, maybe I'll talk with him about what he might do for. Um, for selling the commander set cuz sometimes he he likes to to make deals with people that he likes and and he knows are uh yeah.
0: and they're always bulk deals. Hey, if you buy all of them, I'll give you. <laughs>
2: yeah, cuz he just wants to get money and move product. And you know, he is just just as long as that too. <laughs> yeah, just as long as money gets put into his hand, he's 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 cool with it. So so he likes doing stuff like that, especially with people that he knows and likes. So, so yeah, yeah I'll see if you, I can. You,
0: he probably to Randy. wouldn't do it for there, random listener guy. Sorry.
2: Yeah, he he doesn't know yet.
1: Unless you know Randy and you're listening to the show, In which
0: case, tell him we said what's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. what else?
2: Um, if I can make it down to Charlotte, I'll uh, I'll, I'll go with Brian because now yes. that I have a deck that I actually like, like I was surprised that I enjoyed playing. The mazes end deck. And I think it was because I always had stuff to do and the game didn't go on forever with no end in sight. You know, unlike some of the other, uh, you know, control-y decks that I built for standard, the game is going to end at a definite point in time. Like somewhere between turns 10 and 13, the game is just going to be over. Just over. There's no avoiding it. Like for, for my, for the other decks that I've played in standard, you know, it might be turn 16 and the game isn't over, and there's no guarantee that the game is going to be over soon. <laughs> but with Maze's hand, you have that finality. Um, sometimes you do get bad luck. Oh God, I don't know if I've told you guys about what happened during one of the games on game day. Uh, it was it was the first game of um, of the last match, and I. I ended up drawing into all ten gates, and of course several duplicates, naturally, without even seeing a maze's end. I didn't see a maze's end until the very last turn of the game, at which point there were only fourteen cards left in my library, because during the, ge- during the course of the game I had played like three urban evolutions, and a Sphinx's Revelation for six, trying to find a maze's end, of which there are four, but it didn't show up until... <laughs> That wow.
1: And you can't, you can't win without the mazes end no matter how many gates you've got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sweet merciful crap. What the hell,
2: dude? I don't know what happened. It was weird. But it's you exactly won, right? Yes, miraculously I won that game. Because of course, instead of drawing mazes end, I was drawing, oh, here's a removal spell. Oh, here's a removal spell. Oh, here's a mass removal spell. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure that they were very sympathetic toward the fact that you weren't drawing your spell to finally beat them. I keep getting all this kill stuff. Where's the card I really want? Well blow up. Look the guy. at all
0: this mana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty
2: much.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. How how is um Unexpected Results working?
2: I really like Unexpected Results. I don't know I don't know if it really is the best card for the ideal Maze's End deck, but I really like it in my Maze's End deck. Because, well, awesome. you know, sometimes it's doing a pretty good impression of um, urban evolution, which is nice. You know, having so that means having you know six urban evolutions. That's pretty cool. But otherwise, it turns into another removal spell, which is also cool. So I'm, I'm definitely right. an unexpected result.
1: I definitely like some unexpected results myself. So yeah. excellent.
0: Okay, well you're right, my friend. Anything you want to pimp? Contact information? Any final thoughts about anything at all? What you got, man? What you got? Uh, other super than a hair.
4: <laughs> I don't know, my hair doesn't look too good right now, but well, yeah, whatever. Uh, super excited, yeah, for the Commander product. I think it's to a lot, bring a lot of new people into the format, which is a good thing. Uh, the more people playing Commander, the more people you can play Commander against, so that's awesome. Whoa. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere, uh, with CMDR decks, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube of course is the main one, MTGcast, Gathering Magic. I'm also going to be traveling to Grand Prix Albuquerque, which would be sort of near the end of November. Uh, so if any of your listeners out there are going to be in that area, want to come and play some commander, or if you can do a deck tech for me, that'd be awesome. Uh, it's also my birthday weekend, so I might be getting a little drunk as well. So that'll be fun too. Um,
0: remember, a- <laughs> remember to take that left turn.
4: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> drunk deck techs at Albuquerque. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Yeah, the bonus footage from that might be really cool. Uh, other than that, I just appreciate you guys having me on. It was fun to talk. Commander, I didn't really have a lot of time to look at it prior to tonight, so it's very good to get some insight before I do my unboxing videos
0: next week. We're happy to have you, sir. We had to have somebody commandery, and who is more commandery than you? Sheldon Minery? that's probably about it. Like, there might be one or two more people out there, but, eh. Like, maybe... Stibbs is
4: pretty commandery.
0: Stibbs is pretty commandery, but... I don't like him. That's a lot. I love Stibbs. He's a sweetheart. But uh, I do too.
4: He's going to be at uh, Grand Prix Albuquerque, which is part of the reason I even wanted to go down there because it's been a while since I've seen him. So that's going to be exciting too.
0: Yeah. I wonder if uh hmm. Oh, and if someone was is interested in knowing more about Cmdr Dex or what they need to do to get one, to you or all that, where can they email you? It's Cmdr at gmail dot com. There you go. Because that's that's how we do it. If you've seen mine and Mike's videos on there, I was like, hey, hey, Mr. Simder Dex man, what do I need to do? And he said, here's what you need to do. And I was like, okay, thank you. And that is actually what happened. I yeah. used that voice and everything. It didn't come across in the text, but it was there. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to,
4: uh, Brian, if you do get some decks going, you want to do some uh, deck text, we can uh, get in touch with each other and definitely get it worked out. So
1: Sweet yeah I will uh definitely shoot you an email i I'll have to see how the next two or so weeks go with in-laws coming in and oh. then the uh yeah in-laws coming in this weekend the standard tournament the weekend after that my parents coming in the week after that um, Good lord. October November is really busy and then after that hopefully I'll get some free time awesome all right maybe I'll see these dorks at some point
0: uh possible probably not i don't I don't even like you guys. Okay, so I guess that leaves me. Uh, we have gotten a lot of feedback about episode 300.
2: Yes, we have. Damn we, it, we, Earth
0: left.
1: <laughs> we we asked oh, for crap. feedback. We'll, we'll talk to them later.
0: Yeah, but. we asked for for feedback. Help us out. Tell us what you like, and we've gotten a lot. Uh, if you're hearing this and it's not Tuesday or Wednesday, then keep sending it in because we're gonna record probably one of those nights, and we're gonna record the big 300. Excuse me, we uh. Yeah, it's also going to be close enough to our anniversary. The first episode was uploaded November 10th of 2007. Wow. Buh. (laughs)
1: I'm old.
0: Yeah, we are. I have been running through the archives, not listening to the shows, but reading all the show notes for the archives to, to, you know, to prepare for next episode. It's crazy. I've been able to track, like, our lives through the show notes. Like I saw. I saw Brian get married, no, not Brian. I saw Dirk get married. Brian was married before we started the show,
1: I saw, barely though, just a couple of months,
0: yeah, I saw uh Brian have Sam. I saw Dirk have Trevor. I saw Mike move away down to Georgia for the the horribly messed up schedule he had down there uh and I've then come back him. and then come back. I don't think actually he's yeah, he's come back to in the show in the where i where I got to. I've seen, you know, me get jobs and, and, and the, the various women fall in and out of my life. It's weird. Like all these things that I can track by reading the show notes. And, it, and every episode <laughs> I read, I'm like, oh man, Mike was with me when we read through about 50 of them. Maybe. Was it about 50? It was about 50.
2: At least and, that much.
0: And we kept going, oh man, you remember that? Oh my god! So next episode is going to be so yeah. much fun.
2: And there were, there were a couple of them. There was one in particular where we actually, where we sat and listened to, um some and there was one where we listened to a really big chunk at the end and by the end of it we were like, oh my god. It, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, the show notes said something about Dirk having the greatest final thought ever. And we were like, oh, now we gotta read. Oh, and Brian had something controversial in his final thought. And we were like, okay, we gotta listen to this. <laughs> mm. But it was, uh.
2: That was a very special set of final thoughts.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll go into more detail about all of this. Uh, next week, or whenever we record the next episode, cause we, we are not doing this milestone without all four of us.
1: No. Like,
0: wow. we've done several of the milestones in the past, like there was one we did without Dirk, because Dirk was not having Trevor. They were at the hospital, I remember this, uh, after I read the show notes, they were at the hospital all night thinking that Trevor was about to pop out, and he wasn't, it was a false alarm, and they had to come home and like sleep for a minute, and then go to work, and he worked all day, and then he came home, and he's like, guys, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were like, you know what? That's good. Just don't worry about it. We will do episode whatever one 8,000, whatever it was, without you. Don't don't mind. Worry about it, you know. And I, I think I think it seems like most of the monster episodes we've been down a host. <laughs> like I think episode fifty, Dirk wasn't with us too for some reason, or maybe Brian, <laughs> somebody wasn't here. I don't know.
2: But not this time. But not we this there, time. We were there for the hundreds.
0: Yeah, we were. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, expect. A full retrospective on the last six years of the dorks and all that we've done, or at least a good chunk of what we've done, because to cover it all would take another six years, so we don't have time for that. So. <laughs> and thank you very much Uriah for joining us yes. this episode.
2: Thank you. What
0: were you about to say, Mike?
2: I was about to say, especially if you get, um, Brian and Christian on. I do It really will take oh, another six years.
0: <laughs> I love those guys. No, and no, we're not having any guest hosts. Everyone's like, you should get to that. No, nope, it's just going to be us. We'll start with a guest host again after that. But-
1: Someone else suggested that we do a live episode, kind of like what we do with uh the recordings, where we're all t- together and we record a game, but actually do a video of it. And that's not a terrible idea, but we don't have time to do that right now, and we've got this other idea. So Yeah, we- the
2: thing is when – yeah – when, when, when I saw that idea, I was like, oh, that would be so good, but, and I, I think, you know, maybe, Listeners catch a bit of it with some of the chatter back and forth, but it takes kind of a lot for us to for us to be able to get organized and scheduled correctly to actually get Uh, together at any given time. That's why it hardly ever happens.
1: So, so trying to pull it together, I I just want to throw that out because I I want to say we're listening. You know, we do ask for ideas, and when we get them, I don't want to say, oh, you know, we didn't listen to that one. We hear you. And that's not a bad idea, but it's not going to work for us this time. But yeah. still, keep giving us ideas, keep letting us know what you want to hear, because ultimately, six years later, we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you.
2: It's true. I mean, yeah, actually, I, I, I think we've only sent email responses back to maybe just one or two people, but believe us, we are we are reading this stuff and taking it uh, to yeah. heart. It it's
0: to true. Mind. We uh, we do read every email we get. We don't reply to nearly enough of them. But that's just because... I think they're all waiting on me to reply to them, and I'm bad at it. So- <laughs>
2: I, I just... There <laughs> are a lot that, that start, Hey, Chewy. Uh- <laughs> I should
1: respond like to that. more, and I'm just not very good at it either. Yeah.
0: But anyway, as I said, we will have much more of this uh, next week, so uh, please do join us for episode 300 of The Manipool, coming soon to a... some sort of something that you listen to a podcast on near you. Website... Dude, iTunes, boombox,
1: boombox, uh, uh, cock shell up to your ear, dude. If you are yeah. listening to us on a boombox, send us an email,
0: dude. Take a picture of that man. <laughs> send us a video. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be one of the big eighty style ones, and you have to be in public though. Instead of playing loud like eighties rap or, music out on the subway, you gotta be playing the man up there. Hello Man, welcome to the mana pool.
2: You're like standing in some chick's yard with a big trench coat on. Yes. The- <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: oh man, that's great. Anyway Oh right. I was supposed to plug something real quick. Uh while well, Bill was talking to me earlier, he said that he was working on a white uh devotion deck <clears throat> and he said uh he said, you know, he played one. Of, his game day deck was a half-assed Saturday morning thing with a ton of borrowed cards. But yeah. now that he's actually built one, uh, he says, I just need the card shark order to come through and I'll do something with it. Optimai- optimizer saved me like 15 bucks, by the way, so you can brag about that the next time you record. Well, I'll do that right now. And he goes, well, it doesn't get much more next time than that. So, yeah, don't forget the card optimizer when you uh, shop card shark. It saved, Bill, like 15 bucks, And 15 bucks." Is, I don't know, that's, that's, that's a steak, right? At least a decent steak.
1: It's like yeah. a sirloin. Was he able to save hmm. 15 bucks in no. 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it took that long. I think it was like, click, hey, 15 bucks. Take that, Geico.
0: Yeah, screw you, Geico. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I think we're, I didn't have a final thought. Right, you can find us, dorks at com. The forums are at cardshark.freeforums.org. Uh we're on Twitter, mostly me, at the Mana Pool. Facebook, we get a Facebook group. We have a Google Plus group, we don't actually use it. Uh is there something else? There's something else, isn't there?
1: Twitter, Facebook, email, uh MySpace. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's like the boombox. why would
1: you even <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting
0: emails that say check out such and such as new profile on MySpace I'm like none of these people have new profiles on MySpace stop that Just, there's, no, there's no such thing as a new profile on MySpace
2: <laughs> like last year I thought I heard something about a small resurgence but I don't ever know what happened with that I think it was probably put out there by MySpace <laughs>
0: Ooh, ooh, I remember what the other thing is. The freaking website. Duh. Themanipool.com. <laughs> oh my god.
1: So intuitive.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've got, uh, we've got a post for last week's episode and we've got a post for the story circle for last week's episode. Separate. So if anyone wanted to follow along with that and actually see what the hell we're talking about, that helps. And I've heard rumors, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say this or not, so I've heard rumors you might see elements of that story circle elsewhere. In the future, the very near future, like maybe next week sometime, possibly. I don't know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: You should just stop
0: talking. I probably should. Oh, <clears throat> so that's how it feels to say that. I that know, court. right? <laughs> so with that, we're done. Uh Again, we had your eye on. Go to CMDR Dex. Watch some of his videos. Watch all of his videos. What the hell? I think the last one I posted, I had numbered it like 170-something. Yeah, it's
4: getting close to 200 by now, so...
0: Dang it, man.
1: Awesome. That's sweet.
0: Pretty awesome. And if you really want to see some uh, older ones, Mike has, <laughs> I think, four, three or four, and I have four three on there.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So everyone go check those out. My Caravec decks, people still want to mention every once in a while. I'm like, really? Wow, that's... Uh, okay. Hmm. It's a good deck.
1: popular. Because it doesn't take the usual build-up for a million turns, ramp, ramp, ramp. okay, do something eventually kind of passive aggressive approach it actually like goes to the throat (laughs) it's a bleeder deck in multiplayer what what
0: (laughs) anyway so we're gonna go stop now so this has been episode 299 one more of the mana pool thank you all and i mean this very much for listening and i mean this part too uh go play some magic